So, the Vinyl Countdown episode 50. Did you ever think we'd get here? Oh, you're asking me or the audience? No, you. Oh, uh, yeah, no. I certainly didn't think we'd get here this fast. Like, it feels like we, we just started. We're still learning how this is all working and all fitting together, and we're already, got, we're already 50 episodes in. What about when we were recording the episode that we said was episode 50? Did you believe at that point that we would ever get there? No. No, I, 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 certainly, I, I certainly thought you, yeah, you would be killed somewhere before editing that. And it'd be lost forever. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we got an episode that we're going to, episode 51, we're going to say is episode 50, Dirty Lie, because we made, we didn't, we wanted episode 50 to be different and special, yo. So we did one of our rare and usually ill-advised mutation-style episodes, which that's what I was thinking. That's what makes me feel better about how, even though this episode might not be good, we gotta, we gotta try, right? We gotta try to branch into things. I mean, that's how Weed Wisdom happened in the first place. And it's the only thing that worked, <laughs> besides our, our original format. But if we can't experiment in our highly obscure podcast, where can we? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So what y'all are about to hear is me and Mike doing sort of like a weed wisdom, except it's the weed wise man and the two drink shrink. Correction. Stiff drink shrink is my name. And we're both pretty fucked up, which sounds like it would be a great time, but it's similar to that New Year's show in a lot of ways. It's real long. There's not that many people. And I just think, I don't know, it's like, for me personally anyway, I think getting drunk and not having a lot of people or music playing or anything. It's the wrong venue for comedy because it just makes me want to talk about normal shit. It's amazing. There's this one part in here when I knew it was getting too slow. So I was like, let's just shake it up. Let's pretend we're in a courtroom or something. And you pull out this whole thing like, okay, I'm the plaintiff. And <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, and you. And it was something about how. The defendant here has ruined all my flowers at my flower shop, and you had this whole weird town <laughs> name you made up, and I just immediately crumbled. I was just like, I just started talking about something normal again, and I don't know why. So that's what you guys are in for. But there's some funny parts. There's this one part where I was telling you about my bladder or something, and then I go to the bathroom, and Mike's like, look, I gotta be honest, I didn't hear a word he said. I'm just not focusing at all. I guess that's not that nice, but that's, 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 that's what's happening. Yeah, Maybe yeah. it was the best story ever. Now I'll never know. It wasn't, though. You didn't miss anything. <laughs> so there's things in here that are good, but it's like two hours long, and uh, yeah, it's not a normal vinyl countdown. So no one, no one feel like you need to listen to it. This is just the warning. Cool. All right, then. Vinyl countdown 50. Yo. <laughs> Is uh, he's smoking allegedly? Allegedly. Oh man, so much pee. Nope. <laughs> okay, we don't need this at all. Thank you. All right, take us away. You're still the host of this shit. Alright, so this is a very special episode of Weed Wisdom that 
Did we come up with a title for it? God damn, I can still hear that crackling. Your couch is so fucked up that it's like so, so staticky. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, we didn't come up with a good name for you. The Weed Wisdom. Uh, what was it? Weed Wisdom. What What goes with wisdom? It was a, oh, what? the Wise Man. The yeah. Weed Wise Man. Weed Wise Man. Which is okay, but not great. The the better one, uh, the weed wisdom wise man, and this time, yeah, you're joined by the uh, the stiff drink shrink, stiff drink shrink, because Keith McNally thought uh, he'd have a few beverages before we began, and now he looks like he's about halfway down his drink, which is basically just rum. Yeah, like uh, how big is this cup? Eight ounces, maybe. It's probably not twelve, but it's it's a good eight. And uh, yeah, I just took whatever rum Mike had left and poured it in, and it filled the whole fucking cup with some ice, but quite a bit yeah there's a good amount of rum there it's probably like a quarter of the bottle or something it kind of wears off fast though like i noticed earlier when i was fucking around with my phone you know i couldn't totally control my fingers i couldn't feel them right but now i can again like i don't know i gotta keep up with it but booze is really a bad drug because if i try to keep up with it too much what's gonna happen i'll throw myself off your balcony you know like the after effects are trouble yeah don't do that should we put this out as episode 50 Fuck episode 50, right? Like, <laughs> I'm editing the one now. It's the third one with Devin, and we call it episode 50 at the start. But it could be 51. This is more special than that. It should be something special, right? All right, sure. 50, 50. Episode 50, everyone. Episode 50, Manjo McNally. Do you want to hear the Manjo McNally song? I do. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting 50 goddamn episodes. Yeah, so, all right, because it's, uh, I'm going to do it in the theme of, like, an old 80s sitcom, all right? Where, where you know the- do, Okay, wait. This is going to sound bad. I shouldn't even admit this. But since you have two different bathrooms and two showers, we took simultaneous showers earlier today. Well, almost simultaneous. I was taking a big shit while you took your shower. But you were definitely singing, Days Go! <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you were singing something. and then I, I was. It's a bigger love with the family. Well, I remember you saying, like, like uh, karaoke is your favorite thing is... is TV theme songs, and yeah, you love those TV theme songs. Like you're uh, yeah, yeah, I do, I, I, I do, because they're very memorable. Big back, you know, it brings back nostalgia and all that. But also, like for karaoke, it's just because the songs are thirty seconds. I'm not a great singer. I'm pretty bad. I'm pretty probably one of the worst in the world. So, you know, thirty seconds, you're in and out, very easy. <laughs> the worst in the world. <laughs> in the world, not not the universe. There's there's others. Um, what was I saying? Uh, why you were singing. Oh, yeah, what is that? Is that Family Matters? What is that was Family Matters, yeah. No, I was singing it. Which one was that? Is that the one with all the black people? Yeah, Steve Urkel. Urkel. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, he was only supposed to be a minor character. I looked this up on Wikipedia one day. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he took over the show, and that's just shameful to you, America. Did I do that? Like, fuck you guys. What a dumb country. America sucks. Sorry, Gunner. <laughs> Not you. You're one of the good ones. <laughs> Uh, we don't have any other American listeners, though, so fuck the rest of y'all. I don't think. Have we ever gotten an email from an American besides the gunner? Good old Ben. Oh, Liz is Australian. Yeah, Brian Ward's Australian. We a, lot get a lot of Canadians. Of Canadians. Yeah. Mm. Guy from India. Yeah, my ink. So, yeah. He's cool. Fuck America. We don't need him. Oh, wait. What? Raul. Is he from America? Oh, boy, Raul. Yeah, I believe he was. Hey, he's probably Michigan from, or something? I doubt it. I mean, with a name like that, he's got to be from, like, Mexico. you know... Yeah, fucking Portugal or Colombia or something. 
<laughs> I was thinking, do you have any more weed? Yeah. Would it be retarded to be the... Or did I even say my name, that I'm the stiff drink shrink? <laughs> <laughs> this is going... This is, this, is, this is weed wisdom. <laughs> but I just already feel like it's wearing off too fast. I don't know. Would it be ridiculous to double up? I, it's up to you. I think I just don't, I see no problem with it. Cool. Well, I mean, of course you're alleged Mike, but I mean, I don't care. I don't have a job. We can record it. <laughs> but I'm just pl- I'm just playing a character. But you want to actually? <laughs> of course. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just a character. Of course. This is all. This is all for entertainment purposes. <laughs> Do you know who's buying this condo? Because you only got another couple of weeks here, right? Yeah. I mean, do you think they would be? You know, like how people go on tours to see famous houses. They could be like, this is the Weed Wisdom house. You know, you're on the balcony just blowing smoke out. Just a little, I'm sure we'll be fine. Um, Just blowing smoke out, you know, out into North York. The famous North York. It's like a... It's crazy. I walked for like half an hour today from North York Center. It's like a mall. Everywhere you go, it never ends. This is like the most... I don't know. I mean, it's convenient. Everything you need is here. Like I can see a, a convenience store outside my outside Mike's window, but it's creepy to me. It's so, you know, s- static. It's like a, it's like a house in the suburbs that never ends. You know what I mean? It's huge. <laughs> Maybe I don't need this, but I'm fuck just it. Like, let's I'm just do like, it. <laughs> so deep, man. Okay, tell me how this. How do I do this? You hold this. All right. Put that on your mouth. Okay, wait, do we need to open this? Is that too much? Do you want more? No, that's fine. I still got my drink too somewhere. I don't know where I put it. So, what do we got today? <laughs> What's the snack of the day? A hundred. It's spoken hot ranch flavored Pringles. Let's see. Looks pretty good. You feel the energy standing up. No. Yeah. Well, I gotta say that old podcast I did. I totally just stood up while we did it. It made it made a difference. Whoa. <laughs> I can hardly lean on your counter, so that's not a good thing to do. Um, it's probably because you haven't had enough to drink. Yeah, so I'm trying to think, what did I have on the docket to bring up? I ate a lot of food today, but that's really not that interesting. Um, Human Centipede is just a bad movie. We saw it last night, finally. I don't know. At first it was just, you know, bad, but that's what I expected. Oh, I'm starting to feel it a little bit. I can feel it in my hand now. It'll get to my... I gotta talk about you and Centipede fast before it gets to my brain. <laughs> um, about half an hour into Human Centipede, I got that, I got that feeling. <laughs> Where... I used to think when I was a kid... <laughs> you're not making this easy on me. <laughs> Okay. I got it. I'm under control. <laughs> I got it. I got it. Oh god damn, it just hit my head. <laughs> you totally fucked me up. <laughs> is the light still blinking? Okay, we're still good. I'm not monitoring this episode. This is all on faith. This is all on God. 
Like when I was a kid, I hated like you know getting scared at scary movies or roller coasters and shit. Even the uh, Unsolved Mysteries theme music. Actually, I better not eat that. It's just <laughs> all the here is me crunching. <laughs> See, this is the editor's mind at work. Mike's like, I'll just eat something for four straight minutes. <laughs> There's no problem with that, but I'm like, I gotta edit that later. I'm not gonna do that. Uh, the Unsolved Mysteries theme music used to scare me because. You know, just like doo 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 doo, kind of like X Files, but uh, but it was real stories about people that are just gone. They just disappeared and stuff. It was horrifying. But then when I got older, I used to miss those days, like how as a kid you can just get terrified by something. And I was like, that seems like fun. But as an adult, the only thing that really scares me is heights. But if I go on a roller coaster, I was on one at Coney Island. It's not fun. Being scared is not fun. Or when I was at the Sky Dome, it's just not fun at all. And for Human Centipede, I felt that a little bit, like about half an hour in, when one chick escapes and he's chasing her through the house and then he's got her in the pool. I got that feeling of like, why am I watching this? I'm too old for horror movies. I don't like this at all. It's unpleasant. But I was trying to enjoy the unpleasantness, you know? So then when that disappeared and it was just fucking dumb for the next 45 minutes, I was disappointed because at least it had something, even if I wasn't sure I liked it, you know? It was a bad movie. Yeah. But I was just glad that... Because those two girls were like the worst actresses in the world. And it was like, I'm glad they're the ones with their mouths sewed to an asshole. Because I don't have to hear them talk for 90% of the movie. (laughs) (laughs) And I noticed you couldn't... You brought up a couple times. Like, yeah, there's tits in this movie. (laughs) It's like... Yeah, tits sewn in a human centipede, though. I know, but if you focus on tits... Then, you know, it's like everything else is in the periphery, you know? Right. It's like you're looking at tits and all these his tits and you're just like, this is a good movie. You know, and if you just keep your focus, like tunnel vision on the tits, you know, there's assholes and mouths and blood and infections, you know, all in the periphery. But like right there in your mind's eye in the middle, it's just tits, man. <laughs> That's what I was going to ask is, even during the infection, could you remember the tits when the chick's face is all full of pus? I was like looking in the corners of the screen because maybe the tit, like, you know, is just reflected in a mirror halfway across the room. And I want to make, I don't want to miss that, right? Looking wakes in time with infections and non-tit related you know, imagery. It really should in a movie like that. There should be a lot more tits, like, just for no reason. Like, why not? <laughs> yeah. There's two tits on the screen. Every once in a while, like, she'll scratch herself or, like, cough, and you see them jiggle a bit. Have you ever seen that? I'm try- I can't think of where I have, but I know I have. Like, a girl scratching her tit. Because you don't see it a lot. It's just like, you know, how we scratch our balls. They must just do it once in a while, but it's not normally cataloged in, in video form. But I'm sure I've seen it somewhere, and I kind of dig it. You know, it humanizes women, brings them into reality for me instead of, like... You know what I'm going to blame for the fact that... Uh, I mean, I guess in general, I think it's natural for men to, uh, what's that word? When you don't think of a person as a person, you make them into like an object, objectify. Objectify. (laughs) Yeah, that's the one. (laughs) I think it's sort of natural that we objectify women because we like asses and tits so much. (coughs) Where's my drink? Let's go find my drink. But I blame it on 80s cartoons, man. Every chick in 80s cartoons, you notice how hot those bitches are? I mean, you got She-Ra, you got April O'Neil, every single girl. And then Roger Rabbit was just like, fuck me, you know, right? Fuck, fuck whatever I think in my brain. Let's just ruin this kid forever. I blame them a little bit. Um, and I was going somewhere with Human Centipede and Tits. 
I don't know. It doesn't matter. But yeah, you could be the fourth segment of the centipede, right? If you fucked the last chick. I bet the doctor did that. I bet they just didn't show it. They should have showed it. Or insinuated it. Yeah, there's no way someone that creepy didn't do that. Yeah. He probably like, fucked the dogs, too. <coughs> the three dogs that were stuck together. He probably let the dogs fuck him. <laughs> yeah, it would be like with three dogs. Yeah, you could wrap yourself entirely with dog cock. In a human dog centipede. <laughs> I could not have thought of that. All right, all right, Joel, work on that t-shirt. <laughs> That's a way better sequel than who do you cares? 12 segments. Who gives a shit? It's just 90 minutes of him <laughs> awkwardly trying to fuck three dogs at the same time that are all sewn together at the asshole. But imagine that. Yeah, you, well, there's not enough holes in a guy, but you got one in your mouth, one in your ass, and I guess just one rub it against your dick. They're <laughs> all three dogs wrapped around him. It'd be like the first boss from Strider. There's just a circle. Genesis nerds, just they knew that. They knew what I meant. Yeah. I think you're onto something there, though. I would watch that movie. Yeah, that's a way better idea, because if he just wants to gross me out, who cares if there's 12 segments? It didn't work in the first place. Yeah, like, uh, how is... Like, it's just like... The typical response is like, well, there's three of them in this movie, so this it must be four times better if there's 12 now. Yeah. Yeah, because I really expect they're all 100% medically accurate. I thought he would have some explanation that made some kind of sense, but... The medical accuracy is this definitely wouldn't work because you're eating another person's shit. Like, you, that's so dumb. Yeah, like, I'm not a doctor, but there's no way, right? You can't live off that. Compared to that guy, you are a doctor. <laughs> yeah, like, the intestine, if it went straight into the next person or something. I don't know. I don't know. I expected more. The movie blew. But yeah, when she escaped and pulled the IV cord out of her arm, that was legitimately gross. Oh, God, yeah. And then for, like, girl. the next ten minutes, I was into it. Then nothing. I wonder if that girl in the middle survived. I think the obvious implication was that she died and it was just this horrible, torturous death where she's like starving to death slowly with people sewn, like a dead person sewn in their front and her back. Right. And that's then, horrifying. That's, that's got, like, that thought is the scariest part of the whole movie to me. And then the, uh, well, the, the German cops showed up. If they were American cops, we could assume follow up people would show up soon. Oh, that's Who knows true. about Germany, but that's a good chance. But, yeah, I don't know. It was a shitty movie. I'm offended by how shitty it was. I kind of got to pee. Can you carry this show? You know I can. <laughs> the show's my bitch. I didn't even do my, my Manjo McNally theme song yet. Yeah, you should do that. I'll hear it later. <laughs> or you can wait for me to get back and just vamp. All right. I'm vamping. I'm vamping. Lady in the tramping. Gotta... Drumsticks and my feet are slamming. Popsicles, popsicles, all up in this place. Don't talk to me, cause your mom is a disgrace. What? <laughs> it was all me, baby. Sometimes you just don't know. Sometimes you just you just never know. All right, so. Let me give you guys a little secret. Keith McNally in the bathroom. This is the Manjo show, you know? Manjo show. Faux show. So, did you hear about Libya? It's messed up, eh? Bombs are flying. Everyone's dying. It's from South Park. So that's, that, that's the uh, political segment of the show. Let's move on to weather. 
cold outside today with a wind snap of 115 degrees. <laughs> Man, McKnight is having a long pee. You know what he's probably doing? He's probably dancing in the bathroom. Really good surface there for dancing. You'll see. You'll see. So anyways. Um, what was I saying? Something about popcorn. I think. Popcorn. Oh, yeah. Movie theater popcorn is my favorite of the popcorns. I was talking about popcorn. Nice. That feels kind of weird. <laughs> so, I don't know. Tell, tell about the weirdness. I wrote a song. <laughs> uh, do you guys ever do that thing where uh, when you're pissing, you, you flush the toilet like halfway through pissing to save time because you figure it'll, you know, it'll flush. Or just as you finish pissing, like the flush will be halfway through. But then the whole flush happens and you're still pissing. I do that all the time. I just compulsively feel like I need to flush. I don't know. Anyway, I also brushed my teeth when I was in there, and I don't know why. I just thought, <laughs> I thought maybe it would mix bad with my with my booze, and that'd be a funny story. Or maybe just I don't know that that I did that at all would be good. <laughs> Dude, you're high. You're yeah. totally high. <laughs> yeah, I think there's no question about that at this point. The funny thing is, you brushed your teeth, and you immediately came out here, and you're like, "Get the candy! I gotta make a special trip into the kitchen because it's candy time." And whatever I eat next is gonna taste bad because I didn't probably didn't rinse my mouth enough. So what do we got? Skittles Double Core, which I suggested because they're new. Flavor times two. So in every chew, oh, that's not ex. I thought this would explain it. It just says flavor times two in every chew. It's like, for, for information, please see our website. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta go to skills.com slash two times the chew. Go through a bunch of, like, flash bullshit. Yeah, like, um, so I guess it's, like, bonkers, right? It's a different color inside each one. So we should probably chronicle that. I mean, if I just take a handful, they'll all be the same. So, But if I get a green Skittle, and I eat half. And it's red inside. Oh, messed up. Hold on, I got a blue one. This is kind of like your cheesy thing. Blue cheesies? Is it white inside or just blue? Yeah, blue and white inside. I hope there's at least like a guide here. Oh, there is. You had oh, blue yellow. blue raspberry with lemon on the inside. Mmm, yummy. Oh, but then cherry has lemonade on the inside. Like, that's a different flavor. <laughs> lemon. Seriously, there's one with lemon and one with lemonade inside. And, and on the inside. one with watermelon and one with berry. I mean, berry is so generic. Those are probably basically the same. But then there's peach, which grows soft and sweet in the summer's heat. Everyone knows. <laughs> so there deep, man. That tasted okay, but I bet this booze is still going to taste bad because my whole mouth is coated in uh, toothpaste. Yeah. It smells bad. This is a stiff drink, my man. You know why? <laughs> stiff drink shrink. Yeah, the stiff drink shrink. The weed wise man and his faithful companion, the stiff drink shrink. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it's kind of the worst superheroes ever because we just sit on the couch and record ourselves. Oh, sidekicks. Um, that makes me think I used to work at a comic store, even though... I never read superhero comics. I don't like superhero comics. I was the guy. I, the only reason I was hired is because I knew black and white shit. But uh, 
I don't know. I mean, what's up with superheroes? You dress up, and then you have a tiny boy as your ward in skin-tight clothes. It's fucking... It's the stupidest thing. I just have no respect for adult people that read superhero comics. But, like, where do you draw the line? Like, do, well, you, do you like Watchmen, for example? You like Watchmen, right? I do. I mean, it's overrated. Everyone's like, oh, it's the greatest comic ever made. It's, it's really good, but that's just because most comics are bad. That's <laughs> why it seems so good. It is good, but like mostly movies. I'll give you movies because you just go, you watch it for two hours, haha, it's all over. But if you buy superhero comics every month, like that's a lifestyle decision. That's part of your identity, and it's fucking pathetic. <laughs> it's dudes that dress up in skin tight clothes and prance about on the rooftops and think that stops crime. It's total lunacy. I mean, I saw these people every week. Like, they buy 30 bucks of comics a week. It's just. It's not cool, man. And aren't superheroes just always technically vigilantes? Yeah. I mean, all they're doing is going and... Like, they're not police. I guess some of them work with the police, maybe. Like, Batman, doesn't he work with... Commissioner Gordon, yeah. Although, I think it's frowned upon. I don't think the rest of the police... I mean, oh, remember yeah, Sergeant like a, Bullock? Yeah, it's like a thing where they, he's always kind of working with Batman behind everyone's back and then getting in trouble for it and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, Which, yeah. Like I like to see Commissioner Gordon's spreadsheet of the year. How? What's the percentage of stereo robberies? You know, like tiny, minor, bull, like bull, burglaries <laughs> <laughs> that get stopped by Batman compared to however many police cars are roaming the street. There's no way Batman's more than one percent of the annual pie chart, and I doubt he's even that. I would not be on a rooftop with a bat signal to call this man. He's, a, he's clearly mentally ill. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> and he's the best superhero that has ever been invented, and he's ridiculous. <laughs> it's just like... Is it like... Why... Like, if Batman if, could co- coordinate with the military, like... Couldn't he just, like, train someone in every city to be just like him? Like, how much money could it possibly take to have, like, a Batcave with all those gadgets? Like, a million dollars per person or a couple million? You know, you get the military involved. You have a Batman in every city. Franchise that. Yeah. He kind of did that at the end of The Dark Knight Returns, Frank Miller's most famous Batman story. And one of the best comics ever made, I gotta admit it. But uh, it's when Batman's, like, retired. He's an old man. But he just can't stop. So he goes back out and whatever, but he ends up training a whole legion of Batman. I'm like, why the fuck not? Yeah, I I guess. I get. Someone did think of that already. Well, fuck me then. Yeah, I was such a good comic man. You should read it sometime. Yeah, I never really read comics, but it's like it's what made Frank Miller famous, basically. Oh, that was the one. Yeah, Dark Knight Returns. He did a lot of good stuff, but I mean, that was the one. It was like Time Magazine. Everybody. You heard about that? It's from the '80s, right? Yeah, '86. It was real good. I thought. The Dark Knight, the movie was going to be based on that, but I guess it wasn't? No, it was based on The Long Halloween by Tim Sale and some other guy. I don't know what the writer's name is. Um, nah, I don't know. Jeff Loeb. This is like a sad... I know a lot of shit about comic books. <laughs> you know, even the superhero shit that I didn't read. I mean, you just know. Because people come in like every week and they're like, you read last week's Captain America? I'm like, no, I didn't fucking read Captain America. They're like, well, good. That's even better. Let me tell you all about it. Oh man, that's gonna be the worst. Like I know a guy that works at uh, EB, a video game store. Yeah. And he, they just, you know, that those kind of places, 
getting super nerdy kids coming in all the time, like thinking that the store clerk is like their best friend and stuff. It's just yeah. got to be the worst. It was the same thing, yeah, at the comic store, and I was too polite to, you know, never kick anyone out. Yeah, I bet comic book store would be even worse than the video game store, just because everyone's an uber nerd. People did learn after a while, though, that I really didn't follow the superheroes, so I didn't know what was going on. But, yeah. Look, you can see this, like, one of the, what is the, those rocks that are called when you get the rock and it's cut? Uh, damaged rock. No, you see the rock that's cut and you see the circles? Like G Geo, I don't know. Oh well, Geode. It's that's, Geode. Uh, Maybe that's not. I don't know. Forget it. What I was doing is putting one one. He was saying that by the way because piece of his uh, skittle was gone. If you put one in one side of your mouth and one in the other, I don't know that it makes any difference. But <laughs> <You're right. laughs> but the thing you can do is just so you know, it's you're possible. Right you can kill both. Because like this one is let's say it's blueberry and lemon, and this one is like watermelon and berries or something right. so you got two two flavors in each thing so if you put two in your mouth that's four flavors oh i guess you're right because each one is two i forgot these are super ones you know though i bet this will be gone soon because i already have sour skittles and tropical skittles and that kind of proves that i'm just a consumerist jerk off right they knew enough people would buy it when it was new when it said new on the package one time and then it's gone and That's what's going to happen, and you it's my fault. But you don't want to take that risk, you know? You don't want to be... What if, like, these these double double the flavor skills become, like, the next, like, Reese Peanut Butter Cups, you know? The next big thing, you know? You want to be on the ground floor on that shit. Because, like, Reese Peanut Butter Cups, those must have just been based on Reese's Pieces, right? Refactored. I don't know which one came first. Uh, I actually looked this up once. Because... Have you ever had a mallow cup? Mallow? Like marshmallow? Yeah, that's what it's called. It's a, it's a Lemonhead song. And then I found out it was based on a candy. Because, you know, their whole band name is based on a candy. It looks just like a Reese peanut butter cup, but inside is marshmallow. Mm. I did some serious Googling. I must have researched this shit for 45 minutes. And I could not determine who came first. Because they look exactly the same. Someone ripped off someone. Between peanut butter cup and mallow cup. And I could never figure it out. But Man. you can only get them in the States. I'm going to say I've never heard of a mallow cup. Yeah, it's really shitty. I mean, it's marshmallow inside a Reese peanut butter cup. Yeah, it doesn't even sound good. It sounds like... You know those cookies? Those are like the worst cookies. Those puffs. Yeah, my dad loves those. Yeah, God, some people suck. love them, and it's just like, these are awful. My dad used to eat white sugar sandwiches. Because my grandpa ran a... Uh... No, that's a different story. But my grandpa ran a convenience store. I'll tell you the cheese story... Okay, I'll tell you the white sugar sandwich story first. <laughs> I got okay. two stories about my dad. Ugh. You know what's going to be the worst? Listening back to this, editing it, because if I would just let you talk, you'd probably say better things. But I'm, I'm sitting right next to you. What am I supposed to do? I, I got no choice. Let me just let that be. Let the record show the devil is in control of me, and it's not my fault, all right? Let's just make that clear. I'm sorry this is not a soul of weed wisdom. <laughs> On the plus side, no five minutes of chewing. <laughs> that is the one upside. So my dad would eat these sandwiches where he'd just take a piece of white bread, cover it with butter or margarine, and pour white sugar on it. And, like, fold it over, white sugar sandwich, yum, yum, yum. Is that the grossest thing you've ever heard or what? Yeah. That's fucking insane. Like, that, is that something he invented? 
Yeah. Never heard of that. The only thing worse than that that I've ever heard for sugar is like Jay Muse apparently used to just pour sugar straight from a can, like those big ones at the at a uh, diner right into his palm and just eat raw sugar. And that he does it in, in uh, Chasing Amy because he really used to do that. But next step down is a white sugar sandwich. That's fucking insane. Yeah, man. I bet your dad does some crazy stuff with cheese, too. Oh, yeah, he does. <laughs> he has a hole in his heart as well, but I think that was just a genetic defect. I oh, hope that doesn't that pass on. He's not dead yet, though. But uh, he would always leave these pieces of cheese out. He had a Tupperware container full of crackers, and he'd put a big hunk of old cheese, like, you know, strong cheese, on top, and let it dry out. And then he'd eat them on eat it on crackers. And it's because his dad used to run a convenience store, super old school, where, you know those big, you see those big cutter things? Where you put, like, a piece of paper in or something, and it's like a... Like a, like a paper cutter? Like yeah, like a school? foot long, yeah, like, like a big, big blade. blade, and it came down. That's how they used to sell cheese. So he'd sell cheese with this big cutter thing, and there'd be bits and pieces, little odds and ends, that would dry out till they were just bone-dry cheese, and he would give them to my dad when he was a kid. So now he deliberately lets his cheese sit out until it's dry and all cracked, and, and that's his favorite way to eat cheese. Weird, right? Wow. It's like he's programmed in his mind. Brings him back to a, a younger time, you know? It's like if you can somehow relive part of your childhood, it's like, you know, you're older, you know, it's not like your childhood's over, you know, you're long past that, but like, you know, every little piece of cheese maybe takes you back there for a second. It really... Right. Like, wherever your mind is, that's kind of where you are, you know? It's like, you know, if you close your eyes, are you laughing at me? <laughs> where your mind is is where you are? It's totally true, but it just is a funny way to say it. So, like, if your mind is, is if you're... It sounds stoned is what I was trying to say. <laughs> everything about your brain, everything you're thinking, all everything is just all your, in your five-year-old body. Then for that second, that millisecond in time, you're five years old again. Right. You know, because your brain, that just tells you the rest of your body what is going on. So if your brain thinks you're there, then you're there. And so if he eats that piece of cheese, it brings him right back, you know, for even for a split second. It's like a drug, man. It must wear off, though, eventually, right? Like, at this point, it's probably just that his mouth likes dried cheese. But I'm sure at first. I, but every time, it's got to get a little less. Because he did this yeah. all the time. It's You're not like right. he did it on Christmas every year. It just becomes habit, and then it's just like, uh, now I'm just eating cheese because I like cheese. That's, that's uh, I don't know, it's weird because for me, the big thing is video games, but you can't go back. It's not like eating dried cheese on a cracker. You know, like, you have to bring critical faculty to it and realize how bad Amagon was on Nintendo, that it wasn't even remotely good. It's hard to go back. Yeah. It's hard to go back. I was a cheese addict. It was like that though when I was a teenager. I think I would honestly give advice to my kid if I had one to listen to as much music as possible between the age of 10 and 20 because that music you liked as a teenager, like there's nothing like that. Like that, nothing brings me back that same way. Like there's these, since I'm from the Maritimes, these really obscure fucking East Coast bands that when I hear them, it's like, holy balls. Like I remember all kinds of crazy shit. I wish I'd listened to more of them, because once you run out, you run out. You can't add more. 
That's like the best time. It's why my mom and Scarborough dude still think the Beatles are good. <laughs> and they're not, and they never were. <laughs> it's because they were teenagers when that shit happened. Uh, Scarborough dude's going to be so mad about that, because that's his favorite ham radio. It was the one where I talked to my mom over the phone about the Beatles. I don't care about the Beatles. I could give a fuck. I hate the Beatles. That's true, man. Like the Beatles, <laughs> the Beatles in like the '60s would be like uh, Hannah Montana today or something. It's not that you're not even kidding. I mean, they got pretty badass kidding. by the end, but those first few albums, "Love, Love Me Do," I'll always be true. And meanwhile, Scarborough dude already pulled out his lighter and it's on, and he's swaying. He's so happy to hear that terrible song. Well, in fairness, you know, all they really want, all he really wanted was to be loved. Yeah, you know. Eight days a week. It's I love you. You see, it's really, it's what's really happening there. What you're missing is that in the usual Earth Week, there's only seven days. You following me? They said eight. It's not even possible. It's like that's how hard he's working. How can you work eight more than easy? He went back in time a day and then lived an extra day. Like he's working. He's like, hey, he's defy physics to to even accomplish the amount of love that he has in that song. Not even that. He said eight days a week, I love you. It's not just on the eighth day. He doesn't even just take his extra day to love her. He loves her for the whole week and a day. He doesn't even work. It's, that's not healthy at all. How is he going to support her with this lifestyle? All this time travel and not working? I mean, love is... Yeah, it's a thing, but... How much do you feel like... Uh, you believe in love anymore. <laughs> just cut to the fucking chase. We're both in our 30s now, right? You just turned 30? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I really did kind of... I mean, not to the point little girls do where they believe in, uh, you know, princesses and, uh, you know, this is the one person for me or whatever. But I'd say in my teen years, I believed eventually I would find, like, just the coolest chick in the world and the, the lifetime connection. I don't believe it anymore. I don't think there is that person, which is... What is that beeping? Oh, it's a truck outside or something. Really? Man, it sounds close. Yeah, man. <laughs> I don't know. See, you get all these weird sounds because you work from home. Different phone rings and noises. And then you hear a weird noise and you're like, is that a weird noise? But I, they're all... I don't know what noises are normal noises. I don't know how you live your life. What are you talking about? I, you're the one talking about noises. I didn't even say anything. <laughs> I don't know. Now, you always hear weird. Oh, before? That beeping sounded. Oh, before, sure. But this beeping sounded like it was right inside my ear, like a tiny truck driving across. Anyway, I don't think I'm going to find that chick anymore. That's why I don't write anymore. I used to always write stories about this perfect girl, and now I don't think she's a thing. But I think it was unfair of me to think she was a thing. Like, that's like a version of objectifying women, that there's some perfect woman. It's like. Like, as if I wait long enough, I'm going to find the one chick who's not a human being. <laughs> well, the thing is, like, a person can have... There's only... So, there's a finite number of personality traits and, you know, everything that a person can have, right? Right. And so, the fact that there's someone in the world that has all of those... I mean, there's six... There's, what, three billion girls, like, females in the world? The chance that someone in the world has all those... <laughs> you know, people say that, but let's cut it down to people we're culturally compatible with is a lot less. Okay. How many people are you <laughs> Well, I don't know, but I mean, I'm going to say most of the world, as a culturalist, I have no time for. Okay, let's say, like, 500 million. Okay, good enough. That's fair? So, let's say 500 million... Let's say 20 million. That's still a lot. That's still a lot. 20 million 
there's definitely at least one there's probably more than one person you know all the combinations in that massive number that has all the things that you would like in a girl so like just from purely like logical point of view there must that girl must be there out there somewhere but whether the, the chance of you meeting her that's the like thing that's essentially impossible yeah i'm not even on an online dating site and statistically that's the best possibility it's gotta be it's the largest pool yeah but i still feel weird about that you know what just hit me i was like maybe i'm just getting over the hump in a good way where i'm like i really do need to talk less because i got that fan perspective i'm thinking of all the weed wisdom fans right there in the world who are listening to this <laughs> who who love it they're like man imagine if you were there you were on weed wisdom and i just it just occurred to me how far in are we 40 minutes? Really? Is this what it feels like for you every week? Now you understand. <laughs> I would have guessed 15 or 17. Everyone always makes fun of me, but it's not so easy, is it? <laughs> this wow. is going to be a two-parter, I think. But yeah, I was thinking, that, you know, like, wow, what if I was there? What if I was on the couch observing the weed wisdom? It just hit me that that is what's happening. I am not the co-host. I'm not even the ward, the fucking Bucky or Robin. Bucky was Captain America, as you probably didn't know that. Hmm. Most people don't. I'll find out when that movie comes out this year. Nah, Bucky won't be in it. Oh, okay. But, uh, yeah, that's what I am. I, I, this is not uh, an even, this is not even ground. I'm at the concert. You're the performer. So, yeah, I gotta... I guess I gotta shut up, but I'm not quite... I can't, I don't know, we'll see. But this isn't weed wisdom. This is this is weed wisdom and stiff drink shrink. <laughs> Dog, we're part... This is a partnership, you know? This is a, a limited liability corporation, bitch. But, you know, just out of curiosity, since I don't have an AC adapter for this anymore, are there any AA batteries in this house? You go look. We probably don't need them. I'm just saying, just you in case. You can talk to my adoring fans while I'm here. All right. I'm going to apologize to everyone. I mean, this probably would be better if it was just Mike, but I don't know. I'm standing at this place. We didn't explain that. So I just moved out. Oh, you got lots of batteries. That's all. That's all I was worried about. Yeah, how I just moved out of my house. My apartment I was at for a year where I basically slept on the couch. And... Uh, just to get out of my roommate's way, let her move stuff around, prepare for the new roommate. I was like, I'm going to leave. I'll leave a week early. I can do that. Because I'll just come stay with Mike. You know, he's got a cool house, got a spare room, big TV. It's fun to hang out. And I did think like a week seemed like, that's a long time. I mean, it doesn't matter how good you get along. It's, it's a long time. But then I found out I can probably move into the new place I'm moving into with uh, Robocop Craig sooner. I might not have a key. It'll be a little awkward, but I can do it. So it's good. We got the escape hatch. So I actually moved in two days early, <laughs> just because I was so sick in my old place. It's like, who needs this? I'm tired of it. I'm done. Uh, were we talking about anything? I don't know. Bucky. Basically, yeah, Bucky. He was like the stand-in joke. It's the same as Batman and Robin. He just, why did Captain America have a young boy in short shorts with bare legs that are no doubt shaved? Helping him fight crime, like why did he? Except to draw ammunition. There's no reason. <clears throat> what do you mean ammunition? Like to relate to the kids reading the book? Is that what you mean? I know. I mean, if he's in a dangerous situation where he could die. Oh, actually, physically ammunition. <laughs> yeah, the other person yeah. is a flashier target and might get shot first. Like, there's no good reason. 
I don't care if the kid is an orphan. I mean, Jesus Christ, you can't treat a kid like that. <laughs> was Bucky an orphan too? Like, Probably. I don't that know. That was Robin. Robin was right. His parents were like trapeze persons or something. Yeah, that was the second one. Jason Todd, the one that uh, um, the Joker killed. I only know the movie. <laughs> With Chris O'Donnell. You know, Batman, the animated series. It's one of my favorite shows. I used to, it killed me in junior high because I had this friend, Andrew. It was weird. I was only friends with him in junior high because we just had nothing in common. Coincidentally, and this is 1993, he also did not like the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Did he think they were the worst band ever, though? No, but I was like, that was when Blood Sugar Sex Magic was the thing. It was 91, but I love that album. And, uh... He was like, man, I don't get this. this so your weird, wacky music. I don't know why you like it. But he liked UB40, who their only famous thing was a cover of another terrible song. They were terrible. It's like John, a Calypso or something, right? Kind of. Or John Cicada he was into. They, they weren't so much. He was a lot. I don't know. Just terrible, terrible shit. So as soon as I got new friends in high school, I didn't hang out with him anymore. But he let me come to his house every lunch in junior high, which was nice, because that was when I was getting bullied a lot. So it was good I had a buddy. But... Batman the Animated Series came on at noon, and we had to be back by 12.15, so we could only watch to the first commercial break. It just killed me. Like, I'm going back to terrible school when I could be culturally enriched by Batman the Animated Series. I honestly think it was more valuable. And it's just good. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I learned anything since the third grade, so that's part of that, but... But it's it, it sort of helps my view that I really didn't. <laughs> you know, I can probably prove it. I could go find the old fucking class itineraries and just like, what the fuck? But yeah, that was a good show. I heard when they started, like when they uh, painted the backgrounds, they didn't start with white paper. They always started with black paper because of the way that show is. It just makes more sense it's to start so with black. Dark already. So that's proof that it was badass. Dun, 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 with, the, with the Warner Brothers logo. Yeah. Yeah, so much good memories. I think that show would, I think that's something that would, a cartoon that would stand up. Although, uh, fuck, I saw Phantom Menace. No, was it, what was it called? Uh, Mask of the Phantasm. Three times in the theater. I even snuck in once to see it in my hometown. And I watched it again in like 2007, and it was kind of bad. And it really made me, like, I was like, I, I never, I should never watch the animated series again. It's scared me. I don't want to ruin it, you know? All right. <laughs> so, sorry. <laughs> Downer time. Ugh, I need to pee. Ugh. I just finished my drink. Holy crap, you drank all that rum. That was really stiff. Stiff drink, shrink. So you don't have any rum left. I do have rum. Isn't, did I drink all of it? I drank the whole bottle. Oh, I have, a, bottle? I, have a, I have spiced rum. Captain Morgan? Yeah, yeah. How much? The whole bottle? Because I can't drink that. <laughs> I'm not yeah. drinking anymore, but... Oh, okay, I was going to say, if you want more, I was going to go get it, but yeah. How much is in it? Because I was going to say, my joke is going to be, if you have no Sambuca in the morning, that's my fault too, because there's only a little of that. Is there more rum than that? Um, yeah, probably like half a bottle or something. Fuck it, no, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> that's insane, I would die. Oh, yeah, no, I yeah, definitely... If you want some more, yes, but I definitely wouldn't recommend drinking another half bottle. If you hear me say, let's watch the whole Buffy seven seasons front to back tonight, then you know I had too much. All right. Anyway, I gotta go pee. Give me a second. For those keeping track at home, this is number two in the last hour. So you did drink a lot, though. I'll give you a pass.
Man, though. Yeah, I think it was before we recorded, but I was telling you how when I still lived in New Brunswick, so that was <clears throat> 2002 or 2003, I used to drink straight alcohol. That's 2003, I guess, because I didn't want to pee as much. I thought the peeing thing only really was apparent in New York, but that's almost eight years ago, and I was still doing things to not have to go to the bathroom as much. Wow. That's been a long time. Good to know. I know it's half the battle. Yeah. And to be honest with you, I didn't hear a single word he said. Stand it up. It's weird, man. He's telling a story about his bladder or something. I wasn't listening at all. I should have been. And I'm starting to feel a little guilty. You know, your friend is pouring his heart out. Like he's he's going through all the effort, you know, of telling a story. You know, he's like, hey, you know, you're my friend, and I think you would like to hear this information. And he's saying it. He's telling me, expecting reaction, conversation, and I can't even bother to listen. Why? Like, I know, I guess because of my current state of mind, I was distracted, but but it was a great story. And I may never know what it was. You know? Maybe he's telling me, you know, his true feelings on the universe. And I was daydreaming about giraffes and pandas and how it would be like if they got in some kind of, you know, war with each other. You know? So stupid. Um... But I, I think he'll forgive me. I'm not gonna ask for forgiveness though, because it'll give it'll give it away, give away the secret. Hey, welcome back. I'm almost there. Oh, potato <laughs> chips everywhere. <laughs> those, are, those are Skittles, man. <laughs> double, double flavored Skittles, which are starting to hurt my mouth for the record. Oh, there's a bunch in your couch. Should we get them? I'll get them later. Uh, just whatever. Uh, this is going to be your couch in a few weeks. Yeah. Um, I, uh, yeah, I was kind of thinking, like, man, the longer I take to come back, probably the better, because I'll be cutting off some wisdom no matter when I come back. But then I was like, hey, I could record myself saying that in the next, in the bathroom. Like, I'm just squatting in the bathroom, so I don't want to interrupt Mike. But then I, I didn't have a recorder, so <laughs> what am I going to do? Say it to nobody? All right, I was going to ask you your advice. I do feel different now that I'm sitting down. But when I'm standing up, I mean, last time, my uh, my Beer Brilliance Ham Radio 125, when I was real drunk, I was outdoors, you know, I was in a baseball field, like I'd spin around and run around and yell about stuff. I feel okay now that I'm sitting down, but just walking here, you know, I'm like, I want to run around, I want to do stuff, but you're in a condo, like, there's no room. Or if I was back in, like, the crazy-ass farmhouse-type deal I grew up in, I mean, I could run up and down three floors of stairs. There's nothing. I don't know. It's trapped. Trapped in your body, man. Yeah. You know? We're all kind of trapped in our body. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> <laughs> Are you even listening?
listening to me? Yeah. <laughs> we don't well, I'm driving our mind. But that makes me think of shit that's just too complicated to get into. <laughs> like the mind-body, that whole idea of having your brain in a jar or being a spirit, like that you could live in 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 heaven without your body, you just can't. Like your mind and your body are so intimately connected, you just can't have one without the other. Like people that lose, uh, get paralyzed, and they suddenly can't really feel feelings anymore. It's like a, it's a pretty well documented thing because your mind has to. If it doesn't get the same input from your body that it expects, it's like, oh, I feel bad about burning my hand on a fire. But then, if if your hand can't feel that, your brain starts to notice after a while, and it's like, I guess I don't feel bad about burning my hand on the fire. And that happens with just feeling sad or feeling happy. Just the fact that you don't feel your face, you don't feel your face uh, becoming a smile or a frown, like if you have too many facelifts, you really can become emotionally dead because it's all connected. It's like that part of your brain is like atrophies in a way. Basically, yeah, exactly. So, crazy, there, so if you were a spirit in heaven, you wouldn't feel anything. You need your body. It's like because the feeling of... The, 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 uh, just the feeling of your face smiling... Or frowning is like directly connected to that yeah. emotion. It's like so a it's feedback like, loop. So yeah, man. And then it's like if that suddenly goes away, then it's like, you know, where is that thing? Like I don't. Am I? You know, they don't forget things. Yeah, it's like file not found. Yeah, man. It's like bad <laughs> command of file name up in this, up in this piece. We got to talk about something dumber. Let's, do you want to get to some questions? Should we do oh, the emails first? Uh, yeah, uh, I forgot about that, actually. <laughs> hey, we're only like uh, 55 minutes in. That would be a good, good time as any to actually start what we came here to do. So we're going to clear out the whole backlog. Is there any that are archived, or are they all right there? They're all here. All right. Yeah, <coughs> so we're going to answer multiple questions today. We're going to clear everything out, get everything ready for Weed Wisdom 5. Ready to roll. 4 is coming. I didn't edit it yet. Keep rolling with it. My phone's real slow. Come on, roll with it. Roll with me. Well, I was roll just with thinking. Me. <laughs> Sorry, I cut you off. It's okay. I was just, I was just rapping. You know, <laughs> follow us on Twitter. You know, at Countdown Vinyl. Yo, you know, Twitter, Twitter. Your mother was a spitter. You know what I mean? She once ate the balls of the late John Ritter. What? <laughs> I can't think of any more rhymes. <laughs> oh, closing my eyes is kind of working. I feel a little bit like I'm moving, but only like slowly backward. Where I remember in Vancouver one time, I got so drunk, I felt like I was moving quickly forward. Quickly forward. Yeah. It's just my brain, you know. Good it's enough. rocking, it's rocking and rolling. You know, just cruising down the street. You know, you're in a your little car, just cruising around. No one knows. No one knows, but everyone knows. <laughs> Cruising down the street and watching all the feet. Weed wisdom. Did you do the song when I was in the bathroom? Oh no. No. Okay. Cool. I mean, I expect you to do it now. I'm oh. saying. Oh well. Uh, uh, it's no. Mike and the Mike. And, I mean, I mean, I can do songs. But I can do songs all day. It's not even impressive when I do a song. <laughs> I wanted to do it in the theme of a, like one of those old '80s TV shows where it's like. The, 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 this is like the wacky adventures of Mike McNally, but like the, the theme song of the TV show always just explains the concept of the show, you right. know, one of those? In the not too distant future, something about outer space, la la la. 
It's the Mystery Science Theater. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was watching that at Preston Button's house the other day. Mata la la. <laughs> okay, you ready for this? No, but read it. <laughs> Who would win in a fight, the body or the mind? Yeah, so this was from uh, Mike from Two Drinks Minimum. Yeah, they were on our show once. We already kind of talked about this without even talking about it, didn't we? I guess, right? Who would win the body or the mind? Yeah, they're interconnected. There is no separating. Yeah. Glad you remembered that, because I didn't. Holy fuck. Maybe you're more together than I give you credit for. That's like saying... Weed, uh, weed, what? Wise man. <laughs> wise man. There's another word, sage, I was thinking of. Weed wage. <laughs> yeah, you can't... Who would win, body or mind? See, well... That's like saying, like, they're so interconnected. That's like saying, like, who would win in a fight? Like, the grass or the sky? You know? Who? You can't, because it's all connected. It's all one ecosystem, man. <laughs> You know, it's all, you know, See, it's like I, one I gotta, world. I don't know, though. I think the sky would win because it's not one ecosystem. The sky will still be there without the grass. The grass needs the sky. Yeah, but... And I got an answer for body and mind as well. The body. Because I was thinking about this. I think about guys like... Okay, let me step back one step. In the EXO Presents Final Countdown I just did, when I was describing Joel at the end, I was like, hey, here's us making fun of our friend Joel. And I called him the smartest among us. The way I was thinking about this is, say you just ha- are in a forest and you're looking at a bunch of trees. I feel like that is the more valuable kind of intelligence. It's just a sort of spiritual connectedness with the earth. And I think Joel would see that the best. Like, he just seems to understand life on earth more. Like, I think Brad is the smartest of all of us in a computer book sense, but it yeah. does not help him on, in day-to-day life. Like, he has all these fears and worries that are not necessarily logical. And then we all go through different steps. But then you get to Joel. I feel like Joel figured out a lot of that shit. Well, I think what it comes down to as well is that, like, Joel's older, you know? Like, you know. But it's only four years. Yeah, it's only, yeah, four years. Or five years for you. Yeah, five for me. But it's like, you know. One year for Brad, though. They're almost the same age. Brad's 34. Yeah. But Brad seems like he, uh,. Has, Brad said, I remember when he first met Joel, he's like, but Joel's Joel's a little older, but he can tell that uh, Joel has a younger soul. Maybe. Yeah, and I think that's maybe the irony of it. Yeah. How old can you get and still retain the valuable aspects of being young? Yeah. Wow, but we're getting so deep on this. It's I like, like it. Yeah, but this is, this is what I'm thinking. So, like, Joel's, you know, I think maybe part of what's triggering that like idea in your head that Joel's got it all figured out is just that, you know, he's been through a lot, right? He's he's you know he's gone through marriage, he's gone through, you know, all all these life cycles. Like he's gotten married, and divorced and married, you know, in in his lifetime, and it's just, and now he's as a kid. So you maybe also part of. I mean, I'm sure it's all the stuff you said, but it's also part of partially like. He's kind of, you know, gone through all of this, so he's more wise, in a way. Yeah, I feel like with Joel, the big picture doesn't matter. Like, the the this short-term present matters, you know? He's like, oh my god, like, you know, I'm supporting a whole family, and like, I don't know if we can make ends meet. Those problems matter, the day-to-day. But the big picture, like, the Earth floating around the sun in the universe gigantic galaxy view of the world i feel like he has that figured out like a lot so he doesn't have to think about it it just that doesn't worry him 
Whereas on the other end of the spectrum, and this is certainly no offense to Brad. I mean, I love Brad. I've known him 22 years, and he is super, super awesome. But that really worries him. He's like, what the fuck? Where is the future going to go? What's going to happen? You know? Whereas it's all subjective. I mean, on it, if you, I just that's that's saying what I think is important. To me, if you figured out the big picture issues, I think it's because I think so much about like my last day alive when I'm in like a fucking hospital bed and I know I'm about to die. It doesn't matter if I'm worried about my rent or worried about my mortgage or whatever. All that matters is that I'm worried about the big picture. And if you can figure out the big picture, to me, that feels like the most important thing. And I feel like Joel did a good job there. Not that Brad did a bad job. I just think Brad hasn't gotten there yet or whatever. Yeah. That's why I think it would be so good to be a babysitter or just around kids or run a daycare is I always think about that last day. Like, does anything else matter? I just want to die in a good mood. And the easiest way or the best way to guarantee that is if if I was, like, holding the baby or there was a baby around, you know? Just, like... I feel like that would connect me to what actually matters and I wouldn't feel so bad about the fact that I am dying. That's real sad, man. Yeah. But, I mean, it feels good to me because I had no answer before. Now that I have an answer, it's like, oh, thank Christ. Thank God, you know? Because I don't believe in an afterlife or anything. Or, uh, <clears throat> or to go back, okay, to body versus mind. This connects to that, too. Because... I can't believe I remembered that. Holy fuck. <laughs> I just pulled this back like 15 minutes to something we were actually talking about. <laughs> and I got to piss so bad, but I want to finish this first. All right. Because um, that connection, like you never know it till you feel it. Like when I was a babysitter and just like holding a little kid, she was like two and a half. And you just flood you with endorphins and stuff. Just things that are not mental. They're all physical. And they just make you feel way better. I remember uh, Joel's wife, Jen, told me one time, she's like, oh, and you, you don't even know what it feels like to breastfeed a baby. That's a whole other set of hormones that you don't even have. And I was like, ah, you're right. God damn you. I'll never get to feel what that's like. But that just physical connection to the physical world was so strong that, uh, you know, and comforting. And it made me think about intelligence. Is that what came first, intelligence or biology? And it was clearly biology, because we were like monkeys. And biology was finding a way to have more survival value, and it, through evolution, caused intelligence. Intelligence is biology's bitch. And as like a chess club, book-reading nerd kid, I didn't want to believe that. I wanted to believe like the mind can overcome all. But the mind came after the body. And I really feel like it just made my life a lot less stressful once I stopped fighting what my body's trying to tell me. You know, like, the fact that I want to fucking fuck chicks 24-7 is only because I'm only here to make a baby. And when you just accept it, it stops being such a burden. And you can just accept it, you know, and go with it. So that's why I think if I had a little baby on my chest and I died... (laughs) traumatic for the baby no baby <laughs> wants that but but that would be the best way to go Ian used to tell me that and I didn't buy it she's like I want to die surrounded by my kids and my grandkids and I was like bah you're such a dumb girl but it turns out she was right and now I gotta pee so I'll be back oh well 
I know, heavy, right? Yeah, man. It's like you're carrying weights on this week, Wisdom. You just brought brought this down, man, to a place. Sadness and despair, man. It's like, you know, so much things happen in your lifetime. And there's nothing you can do. You know, you can go off and hide in a corner and worry. But why bother, man? It's all gonna happen anyway. Why sit there and worry when you can spend that time having fun and enjoying life? You only have so much time on this planet. Might as well do things you like to do, you know? What's the point of worrying? What's the point of being scared? What's the point of running away? How many years does a person get on the planet? 70? 80? 90? If they're super lucky? You know? That is not a lot of time. That's not a lot of time. Certainly not enough enough time that you can waste your life worrying and running away and being scared of these things being scared of life you know just the natural things that happen to everyone in their lifetime everyone goes through all these things and you're going to too just accept it. You have no reason not to. Unless you just want to waste the time that you have. You know. Go out there and do things and meet people. You know, you may find new friends. I... I'm going to interrupt. I was, I was talking about life, the universe, and everything. Douglas Adams, he's dead. Yeah. He's dead and he ain't in heaven. <laughs> he's just dead. All right, so who would win? So I guess you're saying the body, because... Absolutely. Oh, yeah, so I was going to say, though, just uh, that I hope I didn't cut up anything important, because I know you said to me before, like, I mean, we both said this, but just how annoying it is when people cut you off when you're trying to talk. I'm sure I'm doing that today. <laughs> mm, everyone does it. Right. But um, no, I don't feel annoyed or anything. If yeah, you, cool. If you were uh, so that that made sense though that that intelligence was spawned by biology. I mean, it has to be. We started from amoeba, right? Know, yeah, and there's a, there's there's a tons of examples in the animal kingdom of thing and things that don't have necessarily have brains, but they have a body and they're alive. You know. Yeah. Like. Yeah, I just feel like that might help a lot of the annoying nerds of the world is, I don't know, I think that's part of what made me annoying was just trying to fuck, or like, denying signals that my body was telling me and getting upset about them and like, we're not just apes, we should be able to overcome this, yada yada. I honestly think part of why I didn't get along with Hemda is because she was so, just like, she like drew you to her, you know? Like, there was so much about her that was so magnetic but she was 
in the friend sphere, she was way better friends with my roommate Relic, and in the girlfriend sphere, she was with Keith Malley. And it's like there's no way in, but I wanted to be near her, and I just think that's that nerd reaction of like just being like, oh, I've got this feeling in my body, I don't know what to do with it. Yeah, let's just get angry. I feel like they do that a lot about a lot of stuff. I think if you just accept the reality, because it doesn't matter how strong your mind is, you think your will is, when you have just, just fucking like hormones flooding you, you can't fight that. How can you possibly hope to fight that? It's like that movie Inner Space, except instead of one little ship in your body, it's like 10 million. Just accept it and go with it. I think that's part of what was going on there. Because I didn't dislike her. That's what made it so weird. But I was always just annoyed, I guess, that I couldn't be part of that equation like it felt like I should be. Yeah. You know what I mean, man? You know what I mean? I feel you. Yeah, just think about it, right? Yeah. Those are thoughts, man. You never see the man having his thoughts with his, his fucking suit and his tie. You know what? Okay, I might be misinterpreting this. But from listening to Scarborough Dude talk about his heroes of the 60s in the LSD scene, Timothy Leary and these guys that are more extreme than him, they want to turn on the population because you're turned on when you take LSD and acid. and you, Oh, what if we turned on the population by putting acid in the water supply? Now, Scarborough Dude never said directly that he was a fan of that idea, but I kind of got that impression. What the fuck, man? That's crazy. That's not cool. I had a cousin once, my cousin Dan, he was like, yeah, me and my friend Andy, who was also a crazy stoner and tattooed his own face, we always wanted to put, like, a tab of acid in a drink sometimes just to see what would happen to you. And thankfully they never did. But what a... It just... That was a disturbing prospect to me. Like, whoa, man. You know? You, I mean, that's... They want to... They want to poison everyone? Essentially, they're just like, kind of, like right. an evil criminal mastermind that wants to like, taint the water supply. I guess that seems so crazy to me, having never done acid or LSD, but it seems like... It's kind of like dreaming in when you're awake, you know? It just breaks down the barriers of your mind. I don't think in a good way. I mean, in a way that makes you feel like you're dreaming. But uh, whatever revelations you have while high and on those particular drugs... Aren't they immediately invalidated by the fact that you know what it's done to your mind and that you're not interpreting things properly anymore? And even if you were, like, even if that's something you really enjoy, you enjoy that altered state of mind and then you want to go back to that and you choose to do, you know, take take drugs to, to, get, to get there, that's your choice. Why... It seems it just seems evil. Yeah, everybody to has that, that on to inflict that on someone without even giving them the choice because you think that's best for them. You think that's what that that's what they should be. That's what they should experience. So that's really not your decision to make. Right. Not saying you to Scarborough, dude. I'm just saying this general yeah. idea. I am realizing as soon as you describe it, yeah, that clearly. I mean, of course, Scarborough, dude, never wanted yeah. LSD fascism. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're certainly not attributing that to you. But it's a scary prospect because there were people that wanted to do that. I mean, that's like the Joker putting that poison in the water supply of Gotham City that made everyone smile. <laughs> a little worse because they died, but... Yeah, not not cool. <laughs> not cool, 1960s. Get your shit together. Jesus Christ. 
That was 50 years ago, though. <laughs> yeah. Sure was. Their weed was apparently weak, from what I hear. Really? Yeah, like, uh, we've found ways to refine our processes. Apparently, weed today is, like, a lot stronger. So, whose letter? Did we even start reading one? Body of the Mind, from Mike from Two Drinks Minimum. Yeah. Body. Answered. Boop. Your mind is... I'm not going to go so far as to say an illusion. I mean, obviously, it's faculties of reason work and reality is reality but your body came first and it's the more important thing or the more driving force ultimately I mean all this shit we have the mind created it it's the only reason there's a convenience store across the street right now where I could buy a carbonated drink in a plastic bottle like that a lot of thinking went into all that but the only reason for all this is so our babies die less often and live longer so there's more chance of more babies. Biology still, it's it's the key to all this. It's the reason this is all happening. You see, yeah, exactly. Because it's like like I was saying before, like you know, if you you can see that convenience store because your brain is telling you that there's a convenience store there, and you because there is a convenience store there. I mean, I'm not arguing. That. No, I know, but I'm saying <laughs> it's, it, if your brain was telling you something else, then you know. That in your mind, that's what it is, and you know your brain is telling you that you're drinking a soda, so you're drinking a soda. So you, you, you know, but your body needs to have that soda, you know, to sustain itself. Well, that's the thing, yeah, is that that uh, if your brain was giving you input that wasn't real, exactly. Eventually, your body would be like, it would. It I would, need that, you know, need that thing. Yeah, it's more valuable for it to give you information that is accurate. Yes. So so you can trust that what you're seeing is real, I think, because if it was made up, we would not be such good survival candidates. So you can trust. I never liked that whole thing, Descartes or whoever it was. No, he was the good one. He was, I think, therefore I am. But people before that, like, how do you know the world's not just made up? How do you know any of this is real? Is it just coincidence that... My brain accidentally, randomly made up all this shit that works so well. Like, of course it's real. A is A. Silly. A is A. It's an Ayn Rand quote. Really? <laughs> she was crazy. She had a lot of problems, but she was right about that. That, yeah, it, like, reality, I guess you can't prove reality is real, but statistically it's most likely that reality is real. The chance that, like, I am just a crazy thing made up in in your mind it's just not likely you can't prove it's not true but it's very unlikely what's that thing that's like the most obvious thing is Occam's razor yeah the most obvious solution is usually yeah. see this is where I always feel like I need to drink more or smoke more or something I just feel like I'm too cogent you know I'm still thinking about how deep we are into this SD card when we need to replace it we'll have to toss it on someone's laptop Fuck me. <laughs> you know, that that New Year's show, I mean, St. Patrick's Day show, that was pretty good. I was feeling a pretty fucked up that night. But I don't even think I would want to do that here. I mean, I was literally spinning in circles and singing Cheryl Crow songs. Like, I can't do that in your apartment. Well, I guess I could. Do you mind if I drink that sample? <laughs> sure, if you want it. Should I mix it? What's it good with? Um, I have a lot of options, but probably... 
Coke is the best option of the things that I have. But it tasted like licorice, right? Yeah, it's pretty good. The thing is though, I mean, I'm definitely drunk. I feel weird and it's just gonna keep growing. I don't need this. But even this, this is annoying. I can think this through this well. Why can't I be one of those people that just oh gets- Oh my God, sorry to interrupt you. No, but please do. That is, uh, that, isn't that mean that your body is beating your mind? I feel like it's part of all of this where that I can't drink when I'm, or I mean, I can't sleep when I'm drunk because my brain knows something is wrong and it can't relax. I can't, it's hard to fall asleep. It's that, that, yeah, I mean, that alcohol wakes me up, that everything keeps me awake, that I'm constantly, it's very annoying. <laughs> this has got to be part of that, right? Like, it never, it just never ends. There's never, even even that St. Patrick's Day when I was super drunk. I remember I mentioned to you, like, on the way home, I saw a security guard who seemed to be eyeing me a lot. And I thought, like, I was probably loud. I was probably louder than I thought I was. Like, I, that never goes away. That part never goes away. So, I don't know. 1815, Sambuca Ramazzotti liqueur. Ooh, product of Italy. That's everyone, right. Everyone know that? That weed, weed Mike? Allegedly, he's Italian. <laughs> Allegedly. I don't know. There, I got the cap off. So, uh, tell me about this, Weed Mike. We have similar hairstyles right now, although mine's growing out a bit. We both basically got our hair buzz. Uh, your hairline still looks good. Looks Everything looks like it's where it's supposed to be. I've been noticing lately, right here, real high up on the hairline, getting thinner, and do you see, like, the circle, like Rob Corddry has? It's starting. I don't really, no, I don't really see it. Maybe like the little bit of the widow's peak, just the, just the tiniest bit. Right, but I guess like like here and here, like uh, there's less hairs per square millimeter or whatever. And I don't know, I can't deny that uh, the hair loss is beginning. I don't know, you don't seem to have that. I don't even have a question. Withdraw the question, Roger. <laughs> Withdrawn. <laughs> Let's stop talking you about. Sure you need more. <laughs> let's stop talking about actual things and let's just make up shit. Let's pretend we're in court. Let's do that. One okay. of us has got to be the defendant and one of us the plaintiff. Okay. You're the plaintiff. What's your plaint? What's your complaint? I assume um, that's where that's from. My client. My plaintiff. Plaintiff is the one that's. Uh, the, They're pissed off. The they got a problem. Okay. Yeah. So, my client. Uh, I was a little upset that your client, Mr. Scrapslizen, uh, has appeared to have stolen his prized um, trophy for his, his uh, flower competition for having the best flowers in Suffolk County. <laughs> Rebuttal? <laughs> Wow, that's... Zambuca really is, like, licorice Wow. Yes. I don't know. See, I have a hard time not talking about normal stuff. That makes me think of, uh, you know, Objection, that DS game. Maxwell they, Smart? Except I can't remember the name. Again. Phoenix. Phoenix Wright? Phoenix Wright, yeah. Maxwell Smart had the, the shoe phone. Yeah. Flower, oh, in the flower arranging, Brad lent me a book once called Zen... Zen and the Art of Flower Arranging, I think. It was about Zen. I read the whole book, and as far as I could tell, all Zen is, is if you, if you focus too hard on something, sometimes it turns out worse. 
it's like just kind of let your subconscious mind deal with your problems and it works from everything from archery to flower arranging it just turns out better and then I said that to Brad and he's like no it's not what it's about but he could never explain what it's about and that's what I hate about Zen or existentialism or 99% of all philosophical thought if you can't tell me what it's about even at length you should be able to tell me in like a sentence but if you can't even tell me in half an hour then it's not real it's stupid and bullshit that's what I think so Sartre can suck my balls Star Trek? <laughs> Sartre Jean-Paul Sartre oh, La Nausée his books are terrible they mean nothing they're horrible Joss Whedon likes them unfortunately. he likes Shakespeare too I mean not anyone's even Joss Whedon's not perfect he's the closest but he's not <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, philosophy. It's terrible. It's all bullshit. It's terrible. Okay, again, Occam's razor. What's simple is what's true. Anything that's too complicated to explain is because it's not a thing. But it's just weird. It's like if you took philosophy, if you were like became a philosophy expert, you went to school for it. And you just became like you know very well known or whatever. You just became someone who you know, made that choice for your life. Like, is there anything you can do? No, not Aside really. From, like write a book and just teach philosophy to more people. It's just kind of like all you're doing is just keeping the idea of this subject matter alive. Yeah, I think to even begin that, you have to start with the subconscious thought, at least, even if you don't acknowledge it, of just like. I'm going to bullshit this whole world. I'm just going to come up with a bunch of bullshit and see if anyone calls me on it. And if no one does, you're the world's greatest scholar of Shakespeare. But yeah, it's, it's silly. Yeah, like, was Shakespeare this super genius with all this hidden meaning? Surely there's, surely there's at least one thing, and probably a lot more, that people interpreted Shakespeare that he didn't intend at all. It's just people read too much into stuff, and then they become... He becomes a genius. Like, he was just a playwriter. I don't know. So I guess I came in here for the Sambuca, but I find it kind of strong. Very licorice I don't think I needed that. Well, I'm sure... Uh, Back to the couch? Yeah, I'm sure you don't need it anymore. Yeah. You want to sleep tonight. All right, body and mind. Was that our oldest question? Um, yeah. Actually, this one's going to be hard to do, too. It's There's two questions, but... Neither of them really seem like they should be taken seriously. The first one says, Slice grab cake a bitch? Question mark. This is from Noah Lee. What would be caking a bitch? Like, bukkakiing her? Like caking her with your man mustard? To really cake her, though, either you gotta be like Peter North or you need multiple, multiple semen sacks ready to go. Or you just got, like, your nutsack is just, like, a beanbag chair that you drag around everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and then when you finally when you finally unleash all that, it's just, like, a fire hose just, like, spraying everywhere. And... Yeah. Like, what would be the evolutionary need of that? Because you got, like, four stomachs and stuff like that, but... Like, maybe it's, like, a culture of people that... They love coming on a girl's face so much. It's so rare for them to come in a vagina that you need maximum semen yield so a drop hopefully gets where it's supposed to go because they keep coming in the wrong spot (laughs) or maybe it's like you know there's a culture somewhere and maybe on a different planet that just survives in the water it's in the middle of the middle of a massive ocean and that's the way that they've evolved to survive was this giant floating sack 
that is their ball sack, and that is that is their the, the characteristic of this race that is very that is their kind of identifiable characteristic. So they don't even know that there are females of their species. They just release clouds of semen into the ocean and hope a female flies like swims into it. Maybe that's what Atlantis is like, you know. Like when scientists or explorers finally find the lost island of Atlantis underwater, they just, it's just a bunch of people like floating around with giant nutsacks. <laughs> and they'd be like, oh, I guess all this mythology and everything just seems like it's been... But they would all be close together because they're all in the city of Atlantis. They don't need giant nutsacks unless all the women live somewhere else. <laughs> the semen has to get all the way Well, the there. women have to, have to survive too, so they have just giant tits. That float them around. They, somehow you need to float, is the point, right? You're, at the, you're missing the point, then, Inker. Um, the last one was, how do you knit a sweater? Oh, that's classic. That's bringing it old school. That's tricky. I didn't think anyone would actually ask that. But you seemed confident that you would know how to knit a sweater, were you I? Um, I, may, I may have been mistaken. <laughs> <laughs> I may have been a little overly confident. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I guess <laughs> you go to like a was White Rose or Michaels, you know, nice craft store. You buy yarn. Is that what you use? And you just you just weave it. I remember I had to look up once. In Vancouver, I had to look up a diagram of how to tie a tie. Because my dad never taught me how to drive, how to shave, how to tie a tie, any of that shit that he was supposed to teach me. It was very complicated. It was like, you know, drawing of each step, and there were like 16 steps. But I assume you could find the same thing for uh, in the sweater. HowStuffWorks.com? Something like that? You know, there might even be an app for that. But uh, I used to be able to knit when I was a kid. My so you mom. I how to knit a sweater. I don't remember anymore. She taught me how to sew and how to knit, and I wish I still knew that stuff. I think she just wanted a, a girl, basically. I think that's why they had my brother. It was like, take two to try to get a girl, and it failed. So, uh, yeah, I don't know, just stuff like that. I uh, learned how to knit when I was a kid. I was in the choir till like, second grade, till I was, like, just old enough to look around and realize all the other guys had left. It was me and a bunch of chicks, and I quit. But, yeah, it's a little, uh, a little of both. I feel like... Uh, when I'm not just being a misogynistic jerk-off talking about coming on chick spaces, it was useful. I felt like I got a little bit of insight, just a teeny tiny bit of what it must be like to be like a chick, but, you know, helpful. Helpful yeah. to have. Get in touch with your feminine side. So yeah. you think, do you think your parents wanted, just always wanted a girl, or they wanted, like, the, you know, the ideal family or whatever, one boy, one girl? No, I think they're basically a girl. I think they wanted a girl to try to balance them out. I mean... Both my parents are very emotionally reserved in general. I mean, all that bullshit when I was in New York, and like I was like weepy on the Keith and the Girl show. They would never do that, never. No. And in fact, would not approve of it. But, but somewhere deep down, you know, I think they knew they needed something like that. But it's too late now because I was born a boy, and it took me twenty-eight years to ever get in touch with that at all. So by that time, trying to impart it upon them never went well. Because uh, my dad's just, uh, you know, he's a dude. There you go. And my mom had thir- or 12 brothers and sisters. You know, no, no room in that household for, uh, for feelings, <laughs> you know? So 
trying to explain it to her. There's no point. But I think they knew they needed it, and they just never got it. That is a weird thing about life that's like, you can try to have a baby, you can do everything you can like can to have a baby, and to become, you know, more fertile or, you know, whatever. If, you, if you're having trouble having a baby, you know, you can take pills or medicine to help that process. But there's nothing you can do that I know of to, 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 to choose the gender, you know. That's just something completely out of your control. And it's such a huge difference, you know. That's why I don't think adoption seems like such a bad idea. Because uh, my niece, Allie, that I used to babysit, very well-mannered kid. And I think that is why I liked it. Like, she was easy to get along with. Just gregarious and automatically. But then you meet those kids that are just, like, dickheads. They're just crazy assholes. And that's when people say they don't like kids. That's what they mean. Like, no one wants a kid like that. So if you could babysit a kid, or, I mean, adopt a kid, but, like, test drive it for a week, see how crazy it is, that kind of makes sense to me. You get the right gender, you get the right disposition. Yeah. But you don't get that biological extra hook that you're sure could. You know what I mean? I totally know. So true. I love California. Let's just go surfing, man. Let's just feel the fucking Surf waves. Surf it up, man. Surf it up. We'll just, you know, we'll just grab your board and, you know, just just hit the waves. You know, hit the, the old white walls. Is that what they're called? White walls? You take your car to work. I'll, I'll take my board. board. I'm still afloat. Yeah. Good tune, good tune. I never did the, the Mike and McNally theme song yet. We we are almost two hours into this. I really feel like you should do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's now or never. All right, I gotta think of something quickly. Uh, Mike and McNally show. One one guy's got a job and the other big dick. It's the Manjo and McNally show. What if what if you were hired by the most famous conglomerate and rich in the world to uh, reinterpret the lyrics of Him and Her by Early Mart as a theme song for our podcast? How would that go? I have to reinterpret the lyrics? Yeah, let me start. Ooh, 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 ooh. And now you guys sing about us. Ah, this is what I'm picturing when I hear that song. It's like, you know, there's this, there's like a bunch of people on like a passenger airplane, and like the airplane's going down, you know, and like people are panicking and running all over the airplane, and like, you know, the guy is like hugging his wife, you know, it's a young couple that are just like we're gonna die together, and everyone's like just going through different stages of grief, and. As the as the plane plummets towards the earth and like the songs playing in the background, that's what I'm picturing right now. That's the image that's in my head for some reason. I got... Did that answer your question? <laughs> I don't think. Not even not even close, did it? There's a no effect song about that. It's called Falling in Love, and it's about two people in a plummeting plane that are in love. It's a good song too. I wish I could remember how it goes. I'd tell you. Um, yeah, the following. No, I don't remember. I think it was like something like, 
Whatever happened to predictability? Right? <laughs> the milkman, the paperboy, even in TV. Right? And then he went and got himself a bunch of chicken wings. And then he went and he did all the things. <laughs> That's not fair, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and he mowed the grass and then... How'd that end part go? Uh, something about eating ass. <laughs> uh, clearly the boss was Angela. That's all I'm going to say. The boss was Angela. Let's stop kidding ourselves. It's been like 15 years. I'm tired of this. Every day with this. <laughs> that day goes by that someone doesn't stop me on the street and be like, remember who's the boss? I'd be like, yeah, Tony Danza. This is pretty... I like... Who was the boss? I didn't even. It was that was the name of the show, and I thought it never even crossed my mind. <laughs> it's like tired of packing and unpacking, up and down the dial. Yes, he was tired of packing and unpacking. He was. Stop asking me. It's been answered. He didn't stop at WKRP Cincinnati by accident. He was tired of the packing and unpacking. Stop asking me. It's right there. <laughs> <laughs> Take some clues. Like you're the fucking song for the show. I would think you would know more about the show than I would, right? Yeah. Do you know how much work it takes to make a jingle? It doesn't come out of nowhere. They worked on that. They were trying to explain things to you that needed to be known. I mean, except that Family Matters song. It didn't explain anything. But other than that, so what was that? Did we answer that question? We answered slice cake. What was this one? How do you knit a sweater? <laughs> I think we answered that. Yeah, just look it up. Yeah. You fuck. How long has he been waiting for that answer? Like three months? Oh, God. Yeah, it's got to be at least. Here, I'm going to tell you right now because I have to know. I have to know. February 17th. Jesus. Wasn't that March something? It's like the 24th or something. Wow. It's been like, it's been over a month. So is that all the email questions? Should we go to Twitter after I pee? I think it's time to rock some Twitter. You know? Twitter. Twitter. Your mother is a spitter. That's, that's my song. What do you think about that? What? You're going to eat someone's... I mean, you're sucking someone's cock if you're a chick, right? Or you could be a dude. Gay dude. And they've already come in your mouth. What exactly is the cost of swallowing? I mean, I don't see how spitting is more than a little bit better. I mean, it's a little bit better, but... It's already in your mouth. That's where the taste buds are. If you swallow it, you can be it can be gone faster. Right. There's probably some psychological shit about swallowing it, but but the reality, the physical reality, is just the taste, and it's too late for that. Yeah. Just swallow it, you whore. What the hell? Be a full-on whore. Don't be a half whore. That's annoying. Yeah. It's not even whoreish. It's just. Well, I mean, you were sucking a cock. I guess, but that that makes you a whore. Well, maybe it was uh, a groom on some, you know, he's being married to someone else that day. Oh, well, yeah. In that case, <laughs> I didn't have all the details, I guess. <laughs> I mean, you can't just assume. See, all these feminist types, they want to just assume it's all just liberation, but maybe you're just a whore. That can still happen. You didn't make that not a thing by being feminist. I mean, some people still suck. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of glad I'm not a chick. Seems a little too complicated. I don't think I can figure it out. And I don't think they can either. And that's why they're so goddamn crazy. Yeah. Is it... Like, 
do girls go around to their friends being like, guy, all guys are crazy. I don't think they do, right? Like, I think most rational girls, even though they're all crazy, they probably know. You know, they, they'll, they'll admit. I mean, we've heard, I think Rayanne was the one who was just like, yep, girls are all crazy. It's just yeah, and I something think, we've accepted. Yeah, guy, or, uh, chicks, I think, want to be accepted by guys more so. Whereas guys are not trying to be accepted into the female circles because they don't respect what it is. They're like, well, this is just nonsense. Why would I want to be part of that? Well, then, yeah. That's depressing. <laughs> oh, well. I don't know. That's the other thing is, I mean, going with the biology thing. Oh, good. We got some more questions. At least a couple. That, uh, what was I going to say about uh, guys and chicks? Like, oh, yeah. It's just, I mean... If you look at it from the biological side, it's not a good thing, because then it's just, like, when women become older, you know, they're in their mid to late 30s, it's tougher to have a baby, it's easier when you're young. Biology just wants you to have a kid when you're young, so they just want crazy 15-year-old whores. That's all biology has ever led us toward. It's not the norm to not be that. Yeah. Mother Nature is... At odds with society, because society wants everyone to be chaste, but it's not going to happen. Fifteen is when you're supposed to get pregnant. <laughs> that's just how it is. Yeah, but that's like fifteen is when I think we they were meant to get pregnant, because it's only in the last couple, you know, last hundred years or so when people would live long, like could live into their 80s and 90s like that's you know people are living essentially like almost twice as long as they were then right so maybe it makes you know maybe as we evolve to live longer people realize they can i mean not that they they realized it in their conscious but in their definitely their subconscious that they can enjoy their youth a little more now because they've got more time ahead of them you know that whole idea of the biological clock when you hit the point where you need you have this biological or need to procreate you know that's just later because you know that you have that much longer to live. I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think that definitely happens with some people. But again, I think that comes down to a mind versus body. You know, you get a certain percentage of people, probably a small percentage, where their mind really can take the reins. And they can realize they don't have to have a kid as young, and they can enjoy their youth, and they can have a different life trajectory. But I think most people are still in the thrall of their biology, and that's why I kind of stopped resenting people that have sex young or that get pregnant as teenagers. You know, it used to be that thing where I'd just be like, like I'm some kind of guest on the fucking Jerry Springer show where I'm like, I can't believe you did that. And now I'm like, well, of course you did that. It just makes sense. Or like old girlfriends that I had that I would think like, man, I can't believe how slutty they were when they were teenagers. It just doesn't bother me as much because I'm like, well, of course they were. That's all they were ever programmed in their biology to do. And not everyone's going to escape that, if ever, certainly not yet. I don't know, it just made me less, uh, it's like anti-nerd serum, you know, instead of being all just like, oh, I can't believe the world isn't like I want it to be, ah, it's like, well, that's how it was supposed to be. Yeah, you're the one that's fighting it. Exactly. I'm the one being a ridiculous. I'm not saying you, I'm saying like the nerd kind of thing, they're the ones. My type. Yeah. They're the ones fighting and trying to work against it. But I think you, I don't think that is your type because you said you're feeling like, don't why fight biology? Go with it. Yeah, like I feel like, and maybe it wouldn't be for the best. See, my mind still can't accept this, but like, 
There was this one chick in particular in Vancouver that I just, personality-wise, did not get along with. I just didn't even like her that much. But I thought she was hot, and we went on a few dates, and we could have... It could have moved towards something, but my mind was like, we don't get along, we don't share values, we're not compatible, forget this. But if I had been in more in tune with my body, it'd just be like, so what? Fuck this chick, have fun. That's what you're supposed to do. But but that's where the... So your mind, your mind beat the body in that fight. It did, and that's where the conflict comes in, is that... My body is like, if I could go back there, oh man, we should have done different stuff. But my mind is still glad I did not have to put up with her and her bullshit. But I don't know, there's just no good answer, really. We're in a, we're at a crossroads, my friend, like the Britney Spears film. But do we need an answer? Like, this guy no, wanted to spark a question, spark a, a conversation. I certainly think he did that. Since there's been three questions since that question, and we're still answering that question. <laughs> no, <laughs> We were answering that question before we, we even knew he was going to ask it, so... That's one of those things, too, is that you can't lead anyone to an answer until they get there themselves. Me and Brad were talking about this once, about uh, what is our purpose now, now that we're, we have conquered Mother Nature, we have iPhones, what else, realistically, do we need to do? What is our next step? I don't think there is a next step. That's how I kind of became comfortable with my life at Riley. Like, what am I going to accomplish? It doesn't matter what we do next. We made it. We're done. But Brad, Brad's still wondering what we have to do next, so it worries him every day. But, I don't know. We don't have to do anything. It's, a, it's, a, it's kind of an awful answer, but that's what I think. So We made it. We're done. At this point, it's gravy. We might cure cancer. We might cure AIDS. It's negligible at this point. We have made it. We are like gods on this earth compared to anyone else who has ever been alive. But do you think that at each stage that they thought that how can things get any better than this you know yeah i think they did think that for sure so then surely we're thinking that the we're incorrectly thinking that now right probably sure i think it's i think it's a little different though because people like in the medieval days who had moats and catapults they thought it would be moats and catapults moats and catapults forever they could not conceive of the future because their technology curve was so slow whereas we we've already thought up star trek we know where we can go for a pretty long time we might not even be able to get there and it doesn't change our day-to-day reality it's going to be a long time before the fundamentals change for us because we can see the future that's kind of crazy because there's like like futurists and everything and it's like there's tons of media out there about different people's vision of the future but like if you went back into the medieval time and just asked random people what do you think the world's like in a hundred years i wonder how they like there's no way we could know how what how they would answer but that's that would be it's really interesting thing to do yeah if you had your time traveling camera yeah if you could document people like i there might have been i doubt it but there might have been a couple people in the world that could imagine spaceships or outer space, but they would just be crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I doubt it. I really don't think anybody, because even when you think about the world population, it was like, again, it was like children ran the earth. Like compared to our 6 billion people, the amount of people that covered the whole earth 500 years ago was almost no one. It was just tiny, just little groups of people. It didn't even matter what they did. They can have their crusades and they can fill the oceans with blood. It doesn't even matter. They can't really affect anything. I just think that's that's weird. 
And today, uh, see, that's why I brought that phrase up, is Mike's apartment building. It's in an Asian neighborhood. They don't have a fourth floor because, I don't know about the Chinese word, but I know the Japanese one is she, which is the same as death. And they're superstitious against it. So we, there's no fourth floor, there's no 13th floor. Most people are still religious. What the hell kind of world? This is just like, it's just like kids running around. I can't believe we got as far as we did. It's crazy. Well, I guess I can. Because <laughs> I think the only people that actually affect change and really matter, it's like the top 1% of the top 1% and everyone else, it doesn't matter what they do. Yeah. They can be Scientologists, they can yell, they can scream, they can do whatever they want, they can have World War II, it doesn't make any difference. They're not the ones that actually matter. Alright, so should we finish off with these Twitter questions? Uh, yeah. Alright, so first off, Picard wrote on his Twitter earlier that he spent, he just got a new job, that he spent uh, $200 at lunch today, which is misleading because it makes it sound like he spent 200 bucks on food. So I was like, what the fuck? What did you spend 200 bucks on? And it was 120 bucks for a Metro Pass and uh, $75 for uh, headphones. And I was like, oh, I thought you meant food. And he replied, tell me if this is the gayest thing you've ever heard. I would only ever spend $200 on food if you were my date. Hashtag swoon. Yeah, that's, that's gay. And it's like, it's not even that funny. So it's like, it just seems completely wasted. It's just like, it's just like as if he tweeted, I'm gay. <laughs> Exclamation <laughs> point. To me. Yes. And that replied to me. It's a little uncomfortable. No one else knows about that. Anyway, just thought, I'd, just thought I'd call him gay. All right, so Picard's gay. I do like Picard. Good guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, gay guys aren't generally bad. They're, no, of course. They're nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's weird, though. He's not that nice. No, no, not really. They yeah, may be straight. Whatever. <laughs> okay, here's a question from uh, my friend Ray from back home, who I've known since I was a kid. Do you like the smell of your own farts? Indirectly, I think this has come up. I think we do. Who doesn't? Yeah, anyone that says they don't is absolutely lying. Everyone does. Unless they're really medically fucked up. Yeah, oh, that's right. We did talk about this because you said the way you know that you're actually oh, right. real sick is if it's like you don't like the smell. So I bet there's people in the world that don't, but they're either physically fucked up or just so indoctrinated into some weird, you know, swim team Christian <laughs> super awesome, like, let's all be... Perfect world that they've yeah. convinced themselves. Super prudish and just like prudish, oh, it's there. gross and yeah, exactly. That's the word. So I'm not saying no one does, but any honest person does. I mean, doesn't doesn't or does or doesn't. Whatever one is the right yeah. one, that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, is it a victory if one of your own farts grosses you out? Yeah, I don't think victory because that's when I'm like, I need to see someone. <laughs> Yeah, like I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not big on the farting scene. I, I'm not a big farter, not a big gas passer. But when I do, I always kind of, you know, I don't want to say look forward, but it's just like I'm waiting for that aroma to get back up to my nostrils so I can enjoy it. It can survive through water. You ever been in the bath? I don't know if you like. I took a lot of baths as a kid because we didn't have a shower head, and uh, those fart bubbles. Yeah, when they come out of the water, they, I mean, that's a fart. You know, I, I can honestly say without any exaggeration that since the first day that like since i would actually learn how to shower instead of bath i don't think i've ever had a bath it's just so weird to me i was talking to my friend uh, damon the other day and he was like yeah i have baths sometimes and i'm just like what you're a 30 year old man a grown man who has baths yeah i think the only time again same thing once we got a shower head i mean i was all about showers when uh 
the second year that I did stand up, the first year I met Gabe Picard, there wasn't a bus from New Brunswick to New York seven days a week, only on the weekends. So I had to go to Bangor and stay overnight in Maine and then keep going to New York. And in that hotel, I remember I had a bath just trying to relax myself and go over my stand up and remember what I was supposed to say. But that's like the only time. That was a pretty weird circumstance. Yeah. Oh, actually, yeah. You know, I just realized I think I, I have because, but it was with a girl. Oh, yeah. It's one, one of those situations. So it was, it was like, it wasn't, definitely wasn't my choice and it wasn't, had nothing to do with getting clean. Like Quite candles and shit? Yeah, yeah, all that crap. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, I guess I did, but it wasn't, but that was, that was maybe twice. Girls love their candles. You know what's, what's the one thing? I mean, uh, I'm, a, I don't know, I'm pretty, uh, Involved in the old sex, what with all the Arabic fucking, what have you. But man, I hate giving girls massages. God, what a pain in the ass. Yeah. I never know if I'm doing it right, and it's just like, I know it's just a, at least for me, like a prelude to other stuff. Ugh. Yeah. It's such a pain in the ass. I don't mind as long as they give me direction because, yeah, I have the same thing. I'm just like, you know, unless you are trained, how are you supposed to, how the hell are you supposed to know what you're doing? Yeah. You're just pushing your thumbs into parts and just hoping for the best i don't know just give me some direction that's good that's bad higher lower and then then i'm fine with that as long as i feel like i have an idea of what's going on yeah uh, i don't know don't miss that don't miss that at all miss all the other things <laughs> don't miss that uh was there a last part to raise uh do you like anyone else's farts i can't i can yeah that's a that's a, that's the most interesting of the questions i think because i can honestly say that i don't think i've ever smelt fart from someone else that i've ever enjoyed in any way so and it's never like a deliberate thing yeah, it'll always be just like at a fucking baseball game or something just some random place i don't know there was this famous writer whose name i don't remember there was a cracked article about him but he wrote all this it's like writing they found after people died like um Anne frank's diary about touching herself it's some famous writer who wrote all this shit about his wife about how much he loved when she had gas and he'd fuck her hard enough to make her fart, and he could tell her flatulence from anyone else's or whatever. And I remember, like, trying to get myself into that mindset, but it can never last. It's like, if you're so into a chick that you even liked her farts, but... I don't know. I guess until, until it happens, you don't get to feel the magic. I don't know. Yeah. So I guess no. I guess no, but I guess I'm not rolling it out. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, well, that's coincidental. So uh, my friend Ben from London... Orion549, his question was, what color is a fart? It's just, it's a gas, right? It's methane gas, isn't it? Right, but that uh, that made me think of uh, my friend Alec G's uh, Twitter feed. He had a Twitter where he asked, uh, you know how you can see your own breath when it's cold out? Does that work for farts? I mean, it's like hot air or hot it's gas. Got, right? Yeah, it must, it must. So, so could you see that little breath thing that comes out of your mouth? If you were looking when someone farted, would you see it come out? I think if it was a particularly powerful one, I bet you could. And they weren't wearing like really thick jeans or something. But isn't it amazing in this YouTube world? I don't, I've never seen that. I don't think anyone has ever captured that on film. It just makes me want to like film people's asses in the dead of winter. <laughs> just eat, like, yeah, hire some big fat guy to eat just like a vat of Wendy's chili and just wait just film it get a grant to set up cameras on him at and, all times and winter's ending too that sucks okay Liz Quiz in Australia and Brian Ward get on that summer's just around the corner for you I mean winter's just around the corner for you guys um 
but no, that that is weird that he brings that up too because I, I for some reason I always have this vision in my head. I, I don't know if I developed this idea when I was a kid or something because it's so silly, but I had this idea that like, what would the world that we live in be like if when someone farted it just left this like this green smoke trail behind them? You know, it's just like so you'd always know who did it and what and what <laughs> happened, and it just like. What would the world be like? Would that make farting acceptable? It would have to. I mean, I guess, right? Unless you're just like a nation of total S&M maniacs that just always want to feel bad about everything all the time. It's like hold it in or there'd have to be like, you know, fart boots where you go in and like they suck it away or something so that you don't, you know, well, I remember I had a trail behind you. I did have one of my 200 shitty comics was about that, about uh I think it's me and my friend Matt came up with this idea that if you lived in a future Victorian England, like a Victorian sensibilities made a comeback and they invented fart chambers, you're not allowed to fart in public, you got to go in the fart chamber. So what about the one guy who just hangs out in the fart chamber? But they're so uh, comfortable with everything, they're just like, ah, Lord uh, Johnson, you certainly do seem to enjoy the fart chamber. And he'd be like, yes, I certainly do enjoy the smell of flatulence. And they'd be like, very good. Good you're in the fart chamber. That's where we come to expel our gases. You'll enjoy this. He's like, oh, I do very much. I find it tingly in my brain and my penis. They're like, ah, go to the cops fucking emporium where we also accept everything. I don't know. They're Victorian, but also hedonistic. What? You know. Don't act like you don't know. <laughs> I, I kind of lost it a little bit there. but It doesn't matter. Let's go to the next the question. The fart emporium. Okay. All right. The next one we got is from Brian Ward. We got a cool letter from him about uh, his his radio forcing the battle countdown on other people, but we'll save that for when everyone's around. Okay. Why do bad things keep happening to Australia? Earthquakes, fires, floods, etc. Are we being punished for something? Have you ever heard of Japan, Brian Ward? You don't get to say that this month. Yeah. <laughs> and you live on an island in the middle of the ocean. Yeah, the, what which the hell is, do you think? Which is also why bad things are happening to Japan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How big is Australia? I know Japan is like the size of fucking California. It's tiny. Australia yeah. is much bigger. Yeah, Japan's way smaller, I think, from Cal- from Australia. But still, yeah, Australia, I mean, even in my sphere of understanding of the world, I know they have to pay a lot more money for uh, video games to import them. Systems are expensive. They have a whole classification board that's way harsh it's because you're on an island it's all tiny weird island yeah it's yeah they have don't they have something where it's like certain games can't even come out there because they have some like really strict kind of mpaa kind of thing yeah they have like one old man who doesn't understand what a video game is and it fucks everything forever yeah what the hell are you doing in australia (laughs) and you have way more weird animals and potential poisonings but uh i don't know australia still seems cool to me i like it yeah, actually, that's somewhere I'd always like to go. But man, it's in the middle of nowhere. Like, yeah, I fly like twenty hours just to get there from no matter where you are in the world. It almost doesn't deserve to be part of planet Earth. It should be its own planet. Yeah. Good enough. Australia right. is its own planet. Get the fuck out. Ready for the next question? Wow, that was pretty harsh. Uh, hey, all of our all of our listeners from Australia that we've heard from are awesome. Are they not? No, it's true. I've never met an Australian I didn't like. And they both sm- they both they both smell perfect. I was gonna say they both smell perfectly. <laughs> They're the only two actually, because uh, I was just talking to Liz Quiz on Twitter the other day, and I mentioned that that thank God she can spell. And Brian Ward was like, "Oh, 
walking spell as well. They say dingoes don't eat babies, but they do. Of course they do. (laughs) Of course they do. It's delicious. Yeah. They're the most most tender, hairless meat you can possibly have. Yeah, if you're going to have a house with no fucking glass in the windows, which I assume they don't have, what do you think a dingo's going to do? Not climb in and eat your baby? What is a dingo anyway? Just like a dog? Like a wild dog? Yeah, basically. It's kind of like a wolf or something? Yeah. I mean, they have, I don't know, Australia's marsupials. I don't know. Australia's kangaroos, I meant to say. You know, stuff. So I don't know. But I assume it's like a dog. Like, I assume bogans are like humans, but they're not. You know bogans? That's their word for hillbillies. Crocodile Dundee was a no-good bogan. Oh, really? So that's their their version of it in Australia? Yeah, all that, like, good day, mate. Oh, really? That's... Toss another shrimp on the barbie? That's like when people make fun of dopey Canadians. That's not how they really are, but it's how Crocodile Dundee was. Yeah, I never saw those movies. They weren't any good. But somehow they were, like, crazy popular, weren't they? Yeah, I don't know. We go through these little phases where we're interested in Russians or Australians or... And that must have Asians. been the best phase for Paul Hogan because he was really the only one. Yeah. It's true, I can't think of anyone else. Mel Gibson, but he got it through by pretending he was American, that dirty liar. That racist son of a bitch is Australian as shit, and don't you forget it. Does he have the accent, though? No, he lost it. Yeah, he lost it completely. Yeah, I mean, hey, he Fledger still had it, but uh, Mel Gibson didn't. I mean, I guess it was a long time ago, but he did a good job. Yeah, Heath Ledger, yeah, yeah, he hit it. And there's others, too. Oh, yeah, like Russell Crowe. Is he Australian? But Nicole be. Kidman? She's something. You can tell, though. She fucks it up all the time. She thinks she's so American. You're not, Nicole Kidman. <laughs> Greatest fan of Weed Wisdom. <laughs> Stop. You're like 50 now. Stop trying to pretend. You're not Meryl Streep and you never will be. Yeah, but you're welcome to be a guest on the podcast if you ever want to. <laughs> I'm of the personal opinion that the uh, the generic American accent is the best accent. It seems like the most suited to learn other accents. Other people are fucked. They can't get over that shit. They can't really act like they don't have it. By generic, it's like, you mean like kind of like the New York slash, or like California kind of accent where they just sound normal? Not even those two, but just like, I guess, like there's like a news accent, you know, a sort of, that no one really has. Yeah. But I've never heard a foreign actor except Gary Oldman. He's the only one who just never sounds, like if he wants to sound American, he can sound American. Yeah, and he's British as balls, too. Yeah, everyone else fucks it up. It's funny because, yeah, he, uh, not, it's not funny. I just think he's, I was just going to say, he's an amazing actor. He's just like, you're the definition of the character actor, where it's just like, he's you the recognize guy, like, him when you see him, but he's just, like, you just he's in so many things, and like you just realize later, like, that was that guy? Because he just, like, becomes this character. I, I didn't know what country he was from. That's never happened before, except maybe Bob Hoskins from... Uh, who framed Roger Rabbit? But to be fair, I was a little kid, but I didn't know he was British. That freaked me out. No, he's uh, Irish or something, I think. Wow, but not American. No, the, definitely yeah. not. Like, yeah, he, and his American accent. I've seen that movie recently. His accent's like perfect, as far as I can tell. That was a good one. All right, ready for the next one? Yeah. Yeah, right. we're, we're railing through these. Hey, how much time we get left? We don't need to. Oh, still low battery. <laughs> Who knows? Could go any time. Uh, also, for my friend Ray, have you accepted our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ into your heart? And w- did that lead to second or third base with the clergy? I guess just no. We don't have time to get into this. <laughs> Let's just skip that one. Yeah, that's just. Uh, what's the small. Uh, also, from Ray, 
God bless you, Ray. <laughs> so many questions. What's the smallest amount of money it would take for you to blow a dude? And do you take personal checks? First of all, this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Funny guy. Also, he definitely doesn't listen to the podcast. Because we've gone over this at length. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you take checks? I don't know. From Ray. Actually, he always offers a tattoo artist. He always offered me a free tattoo back and everything going. He has a smiley face on his middle finger. So if he flipped off his hated enemy, <laughs> they would still get a laugh. <laughs> I was like that. Okay. From the gunner, Ben from Texas. What is a podcast? Not like, what is it? But like, what is it? it? But aren't those the same questions? Are they? Whoa. Yeah. No, but no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they are. Sorry, yeah, they are. <laughs> it's, like, it's just like, you know, internet radio, but it's... So much better because you can express yourself so much more honestly because there's no censorship. But things things are things, you know? Things are things and people do things, you know? Diamond rings and onion rings, chicken wings, you know? So true. So true. You've always said that. (laughs) All right, let's try to get through these in time. Uh, Cheese sent me a bunch of stuff. My good friend, I like cheese, 2001. I think this is one, one long one. Okay. Would you rather time travel and kill baby Hitler or give a blowjob to your mother as a transsexual with constant eye contact? Now, that's weird because it seems like it killing seems... Hitler is a good thing. <laughs> the second one's a bad thing. It's like, would you rather have a puppy or eat a bowl of dog shit? Well, I'll take the puppy. Thank you. Wait, though. Right after he sent that, I think he figured out that this was unbalanced because he said, oh... Except in the Hitler one, you have feet for hands. But in the mom one, you have a cheat code where no clipping mode is real. So, <laughs> Wow, that really does bring things more, make things more balanced. <laughs> and also in the mom one, you know that you could have killed baby Hitler, so you have additional guilt. So feet for hands, kill Hitler, or you can walk through walls... But you gotta blow your mom as a transsexual, and you know you didn't kill baby Hitler. But I still think a Hitler thing has to be the better choice, right? I mean, you have to live with feet for hands. That sucks, but... I don't know. The more I think about the Hitler thing, I just feel like it doesn't matter that much. Well, I, I just mean in comparison to blowing your transvestite mom and... Right, yeah. No, see, I don't see that really. I don't even care. That's neutral to me. It's like my transvestite mom's dick, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, the Hitler thing, I guess... I guess, sure, yeah, it would be good to stop, but it's like, realistically, in the grand scheme of things, it had very little effect. Drop in the ocean. It's a mean thing to say to the specific people involved, but to the race in general, it really didn't matter. Oh, that's terrible. (laughs) I'm not going to even comment on that. (laughs) I comment on anything. But yeah, I mean, it's like, I get. uh, just to me, it's just like changing history is just something you shouldn't do. Yeah, like what if we weren't, there's a good chance me and you specifically would not be born if Hitler didn't do his thing. I mean, just the way it shook up the Etch-A-Sketch. Just as an excellent chance. I, I mean, yeah, I'd even say maybe it might even be unlikely because... I mean, our parents are baby boomers, right? That's the whole thing. Is based on World War Two. Yeah, the first generation where half of them weren't killed horrifyingly in a war. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a lot of them. Yeah, <laughs> they got to just dance to the Beatles and then try to tell us it's the greatest band ever made. You fuck faces, <laughs> stop it! It's oh, I'm done with it. It's over. 
Yeah, Hitler, man. I don't know. Anyway, there's one more part to this. You want to hear the last part? Yeah, yeah. Also, you're best friends with Daniel Day-Lewis. This applies to both scenarios, so it's kind of a wash, but still, <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> I like this guy. <laughs> he's, he's an intense actor, but I bet when he's not acting, he might be fun to hang out with. I can do Seems like a bonus. Lewis, man. I mean, that guy makes a movie every five years, but damn it, they're yeah. gr- it's great every time. <laughs> <laughs> the last Mohican was glad he was the last one just because of that movie. He's yeah. like, it was worth it. My whole race was worth it. I heard he's going to play uh, Abraham Lincoln. Oh, yeah? In what? The story of Abraham Lincoln or Ab- some other thing? <laughs> I don't know. Abraham Lincoln, the Abraham Lincoln story. <laughs> From Ben in London. LHC, I don't know who that is, it's apparently some kind of company or something, may create the ability to send a text message back in time. What's your message? So you could send a text, we'll say one, I guess, just to make it sensible. So you can only do it once, wait, so you can send it, because like, the thing is, like, if the company is developing that technology now, the machine to receive the text couldn't exist yeah, 10 years ago. At best, it would be a cell phone, right? So you can't really go back very far. Oh, so so, you, so are we assuming that you could send it to anyone with a cell phone as long as cell phones have received texts? I guess so, because I don't see what else you could send it to, realistically. Yeah. I was imagining some new machine, but yeah, let's say, let's say cell phones. And even still, you're getting a text message that says, hey, this is me from, this is you from the future, here's a thing. It's unlikely that you would even believe it. So we got some pretty narrow. It's a lot of problems already, basically. When did cell phones start? Two thousand. Well, I guess they had them in the X Files, but they didn't receive texts. So, like, what? What is that? Two thousand one, two thousand two? I, I that should start. I'm I'm sure it was in the nineties because, yeah, I, I think I think texting was around. I just think it wasn't that popular around here. But if we were going to send it to someone, it would probably be. I'm thinking I would send it to myself. And I didn't have a text message-enabled phone until 2005. Okay. But we could send it to someone else, some government official. I don't know. But I don't know who I send it to. Oh, right, well, let's just say for the sake of it, it's got to be after, like, 97. Right. Let's but, say. Like, the only big thing that happened is 9-11. But what text message could you possibly send that would be convincing enough to send to stop that in 144 characters? This is like, hey... Oh, no, why would you say hey? This just seems like a waste of four characters because I'm doing hey comedy. You want to be friendly? You want to be an asshole? Yeah, I, I would just say, well, maybe maybe you could put in, instead of saying I'm from the future, uh, this thing is going to happen, I think people will disregard it. But if you say, you know, oh, I'm you... planning to fly planes into the building. I, 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 Good thinking. Blah, blah, blah. And then that might give it a little more validity, right? Yeah, it still seems unlikely, but that's a much better idea. Yeah, and especially if you text it to the right person. I don't know how you'd find out who that person is that was in in charge of, I don't know, intelligence or whatever. Yeah, yeah, there's just no way. How would you ever, yeah. And if you did claim you were from the future, it would just be an oddity at best. There's a whole book a guy wrote about, it's extremely similar to what happened to the Titanic, and he wrote it a few years before the Titanic. Maybe he was some time traveler. I don't know, but all we got is a Wikipedia page. It didn't help, and it was just coincidence, of course. 
Yeah, I, uh, there was that one video you seen of the time traveler and the Charlie Chaplin movie. Yeah, I was thinking of that too. Charlie Chaplin, the cell phone person walked by in the background, looked like she was on a cell phone. Yeah. Yeah, that was a really weird kind of thing to watch. I mean, I'm sure there's an obvious, there's an easy explanation for that. I don't know what it is. It's some kind of hearing device, I think, was the popular thing. But uh, that got me reading on Wikipedia, and you know, that's I have this thing where as soon as I, if I if I go to, if I if I type in the address Wikipedia.org, I know I'm going to be trapped for like an hour just like clicking on things. Anyway, so yeah, I started reading about you know time travelers and history, and there's a lot of stuff on there. Like people think these ideas of um, you know, people that claim to be time travelers, and there's you know always some evidence that they are, but usually there's way more evidence that they're full of crap. Yeah, so, I mean it's neat to think about, but there's no way. Yeah. Like, what's with all these conspiracy people? Like guy Zach we met who thought nine eleven was an inside job, or uh, the guy that filmed Preston Button's last movie. It doesn't matter what his name is, but he was like the moon landing's fake. I don't know. It doesn't like you're just making yourself miserable. It doesn't matter if any of the shit is true. You're never gonna know. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> you know who gives a shit? And like nine eleven is an inside job is way more offensive than the moon landing is fake. Like big deal. No one landed on the moon. Like at least you didn't kill a whole bunch of people for no apparent reason. It's yeah. like we want we want to get into a war, so we're gonna kill a ton of our own people. There's I think I was talking about this with you. There's got to be a better way to do that yeah. than that. Yeah, I mean, that whole idea that, I mean, I don't think the people in charge of the world, quote-unquote, in charge are all that smart, but they're not that dumb. I mean, we didn't get where we are by accident. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, it just does not seem worth All right, our batteries just died. Put in some new ones, but we got to finish this off. Episode 50. So, how, how do we end this? What are we going to end with? Infovinylcountdown.ca. That's email, info at vinylcountdown.ca. We tore through all the weed wisdoms today. Yeah, we got nothing left. That's right. We got to fill, finish that shit up. Yeah. Fix us up. I mean, send us new shit is what I'm trying to say. Nope. I probably won't be around for the next one, so it'll be a little shorter probably. After all my like, you know, if you could, Mike, I mean, hey, these are real funny, but man, they're so long. They're like 40 minutes. <laughs> but now I understand your pain. It was 46 minutes or something before we even thought to check. <laughs> You see what I mean, though? It's like, it's really easy to get carried away yeah. when you're in this state. And it was a lot, it's a lot easier when I, it's a lot easier to get even more carried away when I have someone to bounce off of. But I'm talking, when I'm sitting there with my phone, just talking to my phone. But yeah. Anyway, well, I'm getting off track again. Yeah, so what did we solve today? We solved the mind-body dichotomy. We solved uh, the afterlife. So, um, well, thanks for listening. Get wise. Get wise, yeah. And this is where Keith phase it out and then phase in some music. You got a song going here? Um, What's that? The, the Full House theme? So not the Full House, what's the other one? Family Matters. Family Matters. I'm thinking the Family Matters. See, I don't want to hear that, but I guess if you want to hear it, I'll put it in. Can we do the Family Matters theme song and then it fades in as it's finishing to early to March. Say bad, bad to the family. And then it goes into him and her. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> You're just like, why? Peace out. Get wise. Get even. <laughs> You'd be like an ass-kicking philosopher. <laughs> just because you get the answer doesn't mean you have to take everyone else's shit. <laughs> <laughs> It's a rare
sensation this day and age to read any good news on the newspaper page. And love and tradition of the grand design, some people say it's even harder to find. Well, then there must be some magic clue inside these gentle walls. Cause all I see is a tower of dreams, real love bursting out of every scene.
FinalCountdown.ca.